Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hi guys, we are a tale of sorting Dreamcasts. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're doing The Love Hypothesis. The Love Hypothesis. <laughs> By Allie Hazelwood. God, this fucking book. It's um, amazing. It is amazing. On so Pure many levels. joy <laughs> in a rom-com. Honestly. Whew, like my cheeks hurt from how much smiling I've done rereading this book yeah, today. Like actual cackling when I'm reading Honestly. it. Honestly. Very rarely do I actually like laugh from when I'm reading <laughs> or blush. Oh my God. I was like, whoa, what's right. going on? Oof. <laughs> Oof. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> um, but Bridget had a opening question. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite ship that did not happen? Since we all know that mm-hmm. Love Hypothesis is mm-hmm. Raylo. Yes, which is definitely a ship that <laughs> sadly got a brief little glimpse of life before it was put it out. It sailed <laughs> and then it sunk. Literally. But what is your favorite ship that you wish happened that did not happen in anything? Katara and Zuko. Ooh. <laughs> when she, yes. well, before we were recording, she asked me this question and I was like, oh, I have one. But it's kind of controversial because I know this one will like people flip tables uh-huh. and rage over this one. But Oh no, the chemistry yeah. was there. I the chemistry was very there. I fully thought they were going to get together. And Honestly, like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I do adore her and Aang. Yeah. Like, I, like, it's cute. But at the same time, I was like, there was some moments where I was like, <gasps> they're so cute together. <laughs> I think a lot of people agree with you. Even the voice actors. I was going to say, even like, I'm pretty sure Dante Bosco, like, yeah. shipped them. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably like my one ship that I was like, Ugh. It was there. The chemistry was there, and it could have been beautiful, but whatever. I no, guess I support it. What's yours? It is Bellamy and Clark from the Hundred. Yes, which is kind of funny because we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> we were talking about it earlier, but I mean, you kind of uh-huh. get it in real life because the actors are married. I know, and are having a baby. But still, from watching that show from season one, honestly. The- chemistry was ridiculous but now i'm like well yeah well, that's they were why because like... it was off-screen chemistry sadly leaking into on screen but they they set it up in the show like it was gonna happen well and then, then doesn't it, just... it happen in the books yeah immediately in the book yeah i read the first book and i was like whoa literally like within 50 pages right they've like gotten together pretty much so yeah that's what i thought yeah. I remember you telling me like because remember that confused. show came out we fell in love you started reading the books and you're like what the fuck yeah <laughs> you're like it actually happens in the book uh-huh. don't so even sad. talk to me about how it actually ended on the show though i'm like still upset i won't even finish it i, I let tumblr I haven't spoil watched. it i haven't finished the show it yeah. got to the point where they were moving planets again and i was like okay it pretty much ends for me when they go into that ship to the new world i'm right. like it's over after that i'm that's like that's the end of it i'm good yeah so that, fine that would be here. mine, my number one ship that I for sure thought was going to happen. Right. But then it didn't. Mm-hmm. Are there any others? Because, I mean, I feel like we chose like, two very iconic ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are. But right. usually for me, my sister would literally hates me for this. All of my ships happen. Oh. Because, like, Hunger Games, I loved Peta. She loved Gail. Oh, I can't Twilight, forgive your sister for that. I loved Edward. She loved Jacob. And I can forgive your sister for that one because we were both Team Jacob. Yeah. But it's kind of like... It, and I mean, we talked about this in the Twilight episode. I never shipped her and Jacob. I just love Jacob more mm-hmm. than I love Edward. You shipped yourself with Jacob. Exactly. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the most part, my ships have sailed. But... My ships tend to end very tragically. Yeah. yeah. Nina and Matthias. So sad. I'm just going to pat you across the 
that's okay. Exactly. Mine usually ended in tragedy, but it's fine. Yeah. Sure I don't love things like, unless they're sad. I'm not going to think of any until like way later tonight. Be like, right. God damn it. <laughs> We're going to be like halfway through the summer and you're just going to be like, oh, <laughs> this person. <laughs> no, like Ron and Hermione, I shipped. Oh, okay. My sister very much loves Draco, Draco and, and Hermione. Hermione. I knew and it. I could see that too. Like when right. I was younger, I thought Draco had a crush on Hermione reading the books because the whole like, oh, the when the guy likes a girl, he treats her like crap, which yeah, is bullshit. Like, on her. But I totally see it. And yeah. I've read some Dramini fanfic in my, my lifetime. So I read Manicold. No, Manicold? I have not. Uh-uh. Yeah. Apparently that one's like superb. Yeah. Everyone loves that my one. My sister read it. Oh, she did? She's telling me. Did she like it? Yeah. Um, she has like top tier ones. She's always telling me to read. She's read so much Dramini. I Germany. believe it. Because when you have a ship that doesn't yeah. end up happening, you run to fanfiction. Trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I could see that one happening. But. Right. Oh man, I'm very pleased with Ron and Hermione. So yeah, <laughs> okay. Shall we begin? Yes, ma'am. Oh God, <laughs> this is a Lindsay summary. So yes, oh yes, I'm doing the summary. So once again, I apologize if I ramble or go a thousand miles per minute. Don't um, forget to breathe. <sighs> yes. <laughs> also, I know I usually do it. Like whenever I'm editing, I'm like, God damn it! I know I say the word adorable multiple times. I'm just warning you guys now; it's gonna happen probably a thousand more times because this freaking book the adorable love hypothesis that's what we're retitling it as exactly exactly i literally bought the book just for the cover because it's so cute yeah because i audiobook everything but yeah <clears throat> shall we that's how you know she loved it because she bought the physical copy exactly yeah nowadays i don't really buy the physical copy unless it like spoke to me which don't worry one last stop i'm coming for you i'm gonna find you eventually mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> okay so prologue <laughs> We find Olive crying with blurry eyes in a bathroom. (laughs) She's met in the bathroom by the guy. The guy finds her crying, but comes to find out she had put in expired contacts and now can barely see, which right off the bat, I love that we are trusting this girl with the future of pancreatic cancer. (laughs) Just saying. But anyways, uh, she finds herself questioning her choices of enrolling in the biology program at Stanford for grad school, wondering if she's even good enough to go here. The guy, who I love how she's like, oh, man, such a deep voice. Oh, man, so tall. Oh, man. This blurriness has very big shoulders. I love how he's like, why are you in my bathroom? (laughs) So, god damn it. Anyways. What a meet cute. Honestly. Oh. The guy tells her that he has no idea if she's good enough to go here or not, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is why she wants to be here. She tells him that she has a question that is important to her, and she has to answer it and is scared that if she doesn't, no one will. And especially because they haven't yet. So basically, she has taken this burden upon herself to answer this question because nobody has and she's afraid nobody will. And it must be answered. (laughs) And he tells her that that is the best reason to go to grad school. And when Olive gets the call from Stanford Biology Department, she accepts without hesitation. (laughs) I have so many emotions. Okay. All right. Two years and 11 months later, (laughs) we find Olive one night... In the labs where she sees her best friend, On, coming down the hallway towards her. Now, normally, this would be fine, except for the fact that Olive told On that she had a date tonight. So, of course, instead of just telling her that the date was canceled, (laughs) she does the one thing that she thinks will convince On that she's on an actual date, which is to find the closest guy and kiss him. For (laughs) All for the sake of On not feeling guilty about having feelings for and going out with a guy that Olive had literally only gone out with maybe twice, right? 
So this is where we're going to cast Olive, <laughs> my sweet, sweet summer child. Um, so the whole book is through Olive's perspective. So there's really no physical description for her because it's not like she stands in a mirror and describes herself. But basically, we can gather that she is, she Daisy says she's Ridley. 26. Yeah, 26. <laughs> she's 5'8", five, 5'8". Somewhere between five seven and five eight. She says it in the book, but I can't remember. She but has freckles. Has a bunch of freckles yeah. and is pretty white and pasty because on makes her mm-hmm. so much sunscreen. But um oh, yeah. <laughs> basically think of Daisy Ridley and that's basically what she looks like. So here we go, casting Daisy. No. Olive. <laughs> God damn it. Olive. We're casting uh, Olive. Okay. Bridget. So Would I casted cast? Suki Waterhouse. Ooh. She's in um, Wait, that's her real name? Yeah. I know, Suki Stackhouse, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, but she spells Suki differently with S-U-K-I. Oh, interesting. Um, she's from The Bad Batch, also Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. She played one of the sisters. Currently, she is dating Robert Pattinson. Oh, lucky girl. So she has an excellent taste. And, excellent taste in men. Yeah, mm-hmm. she gives me Daisy Ridley vibes. She's, she's about, yeah. like, I think she's 30 or her late 20s. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's British, so. Nice. Although, Olive is Canadian. Olive uh, is Canadian. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, it's one of my favorite moments. We'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, um, and she's okay. tall because I assume that Olive says she's tall, but not in comparison to our our Adam. <laughs> My Olive, her name is Maya Mitchell, and I know her from the Fosters. And oh, then yeah. currently she's in the show called uh, Good Trouble. Mm-hmm. And in Good Trouble, she is trying to be a lawyer, so a male-dominated field, mm-hmm. and she basically has to deal with all that shit. So I was like, oh, she's got that down pat already. Yeah, I've seen her on stuff. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was on, Um, I think she's part of a Teen Beach movie from Disney Channel. Oh. <laughs> if anyone's familiar with that. But oh. she was really young then. So, But now she's like 20-something. Well, she definitely has that face that you would put next to like Natalie Portman, Daisy Ridley, like looks. All right. Has that face. Yeah. She's 28. She's five foot, five foot six. And yeah, she's from the Fosters in Good Trouble. So. Those are our olives. I like our olives. They're adorable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ay, ay, ay. Just like, can they embody the chaotic energy that this olive does? Oh, she totally like, can. Look like a, a boss ass, like smarty pants. Right. But then be just absolutely chaotic. What is that? Like, looks like she can kill you, but is actually cinnamon roll? Yeah. Uh-huh. That, that's, that's olive. That, that's, that's olive. olive. <laughs> <laughs> that's our olive. After the kiss is over, Olive realizes that the random guy she jumped for a kiss was none other than the department's most feared faculty member, Dr. Adam Carlson. We will cast him when the time is right, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two have a back and forth from him threatening her with a Title IX lawsuit and her apologizing over and over, which I just, I love from the get-go. This man is just like goading her and she totally takes him seriously. And he's just like, no, wait, I didn't, wait. And she's just like, oh my God, I've ruined my life. <laughs> Oh, man. When asked to explain, she tells Dr. Carlson about her dear friend on Pam, Pam, I can't remember how she pronounces it, and how this guy, Jeremy, that she went out with about two times and is obviously more into on, but on refuses to go out with him in honor of girl code, but Olive could literally give two shits. Mm-hmm. So she made up this whole lie already about dating someone. So when on saw her in the hallway, she panicked and kissed him. And I love how he's like, oh, I see, as if it just magically makes sense to him. <laughs> I just love it because you have to do a suspense of disbelief. Oh, with definitely. This. 
Which that is was, what you do when you read fanfics. And you're like, I understand that this is fucking ridiculous, but I'm right? here for it. And I exactly. love it. Exactly. I feel like anything like this where you know mm-hmm. what it is, you know it's fake dating. Like, th- yeah. as soon as you hear the words fake dating, suspense of disbelief. Okay? Because no one Sign does this in real shit. I fucking love it. Yeah, exactly. whoever actually does fake, <laughs> exactly. No one does no that. No one does real fake dating. It's just not a thing. It's just, it's hilarious. Because uh, oh, that was one of the, I was looking up stuff, like, when I was doing the summary and everything. And one lady literally was like, this was just so hard to believe, like the suspense of disbelief. Like you really have to like push through, like because it's so That's cheesy. And I'm like, the point exactly. I'm like, do <laughs> you read point. for actual facts, ma'am? Because you picked up the wrong book. Like, uh, it made me laugh really hard because she gave it like two stars because she didn't like how it, like how fantasy. Ma'am, you were not the target audience for exactly. this. Exactly. So maybe go like, back to mm, reading. Oh, honey, Agatha Christie. Like, Oof. I love Agatha Christie. Not <laughs> right, 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 right. Don't get me wrong; those mm-hmm. books are chef's kiss yes. But yes continue sorry it's all right <laughs> i have a feeling that's gonna happen a lot in this mm. book but anyways okay there are a few more threats of a lawsuit before olive runs away in terror from what she's done and doesn't notice that he called her by her name he's literally like wait olive olive wait and she's like running away she's like oh my god because i think it's so cute she's like please don't file the lawsuit and then she's like actually you are fully in your rights to do that lawsuit you go and do that lawsuit i'm gonna leave bye and he's like no i didn't oh god because she knows who he is because he's a professor Yeah, because he's dr adam carlson like and everyone hates him he's like the umbrage pretty much (laughs) everyone knows who he is because they fear him he's probably more the snape there you go yeah that's probably like a better thing yeah because everyone literally knows him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Snape. Yeah. <laughs> Another deep voice. Where's all black? Hmm. Oh. A couple of days later, Olive hopes that Dr. Carlson has forgotten all about the nights when she gets a promising email about her future research on pancreatic cancer and catching it early from a Tom Benton at Harvard. The scum of my existence. <laughs> on catches her while Olive was trying to get some coffee and starts to grill her about the kiss on the night with Carlson. Olive does her best to stay calm and to get her bestie to believe or even though (laughs) even though she's been avoiding on like the plague like on's like we talk every day you haven't answered any of my text messages any of my phone calls what the hell's going on and Olive's like oh you know I've just been busy (laughs) Olive continues to inner monologue about how on had quickly and easily become her best friend her person and someone Olive could call family since they started the biology program together as the only non-cis white males in their group uh, because Ahn is easily the most important person in Olive's life, and because Jeremy is the only boy Ahn has ever shown any real interest in, Olive is willing to fake dig Dr. Carlson if it means that her friend can be happy and go be with Jeremy. So this is where we're going to cast Ahn. And she describes her a little bit as black curly hair, round face, and is said to be Vietnamese. Hmm. So yes, who'd you cast for Ahn? Well, initially I wanted to do Lana condor but i've already caught right her, we've so. casted her so many times i did write her down though because she is actually half Vietnamese. yeah so i was like oh mm-hmm. perfection but i did find somebody else i ended up casting lyrica okano uh she's from the runaways oh and okay i've seen her yeah i chose she's about the same age so. it's funny because our girls kind of look the same oh okay so i chose let me find her name her name is Loritza Tornoco. She's 28 and she's Filipino and she's from The Order. Oh, yeah. yeah. The show that I oh. always cast people from. <laughs> but yeah, she's from The Order on Netflix and her character in that is like very snappy, very like, I'm going to get shit done because I'm bad shit. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, on. And she's Filipino, which I know isn't Vietnamese, but she still has like that Asian descent. Mm-hmm. So those are our ons. Okay. 
just as Olive and Ann are talking, the man, the myth, the legend himself walks in and plays the boyfriend part very well. Adam comes in and fake places his hand on Olive and jumps into the conversation. A flustered on because from where she's standing, it looks like his hand is just like slowly making her way, making his way to Olive's ass. And Ann's just like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. So a flustered on quickly leaves and the two are left alone. Adam shames Olive for a bit for putting on this whole charade for her friend telling her how ridiculous it is and friendships aren't supposed to be like this, but then tells her that just in case On is near again, Olive should start calling him Adam to keep said charade going. <laughs> and I'm like, sir, it's so cute because he's like, just this like, is stupid, I'm on board. Exactly. Let's do this. <laughs> like, this is absolutely stupid. Your friend shouldn't have you like doing this stuff. You shouldn't be jumping through all these hoops for your friendship. But also, in case she's ever near, you should probably start calling me Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, you know, I'm your fake boyfriend. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> and I love this because he's like, let me walk you to your car. And she's like, you think I have a car? And she's like, no, no, I bike. And he's like, you bike? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, there are no bike lanes from here. And she's like, yeah, I know, but it's fine. I have a helmet. And he's just like, oh, my God. Basically, it has an internal meltdown because, you know, the woman of his dreams is riding a bike uncautiously. Who he's been in love with. For two Two years. years. (laughs) Two years and 11 months, to be exact. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. A couple days later, while talking with Ann, she finally gets on to admit that she has feelings for Jeremy and gives her the okay to go for him. It's really cute because she notices Ann is like, actually did her hair and did Mm -hmm. her makeup. And she's like, oh, you look cute today. (laughs) And she's like, I bet Jeremy will notice. And Ann's like, shut up. (laughs) It's cute. Though the entire time, Ann is trying to figure out all the possible reasons how Olive could possibly be dating Adam Carlson. (laughs) Olive notices that everyone is acting super weird around her. Jeremy is just sitting there staring at her. And then later on in the day, she notices that students that have never acknowledged her existence are now talking to her. Her teacher just randomly stopped by and be like, hey, is there anything you want to talk about? And Olive's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, no worries. And she notices that like the upperclassmen are being nice to her and everyone's just acting really strange. And she's like, what the hell is going on? Everything is explained when... <laughs> Her roommate, Malcolm, bumps into her in the bathroom, and he's in a tizzy about <laughs> how he thought they were friends and how he thought that she he was one of her most important people. Malcolm's always in a tizzy. <laughs> I fucking love Malcolm with every fiber of my being. But basically, he's like, I thought we were friends. How on earth could I have heard this down the little gossip tree? He names like five different names who heard it. It ends with Jeremy, who heard it from on. Um. He's like, I should have heard it from you. But basically, it's the news that she's now dating Adam. And she's like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. and not just one day. Like my worst they're enemy. Dating Adam. Yes. He hates Adam. <laughs> yes. They did have a falling out. I put that in there somewhere. It's somewhere in here. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Olive is freaking out. She put together that this fake news has spread like wildfire. And Olive goes to Adam's lab to talk to him after following him into a private meeting room that his whole class just saw them walk into alone. Adam is just like so oblivious. And she's like, um. Yeah, Adam's just like, okay. And she's like, I don't think you understand. But this and this and this. And then she's just rambling on. And he's just like stone cold like, "Uh uh-huh. And? Olive tells him that everyone now knows about them dating and she's terribly sorry about this and she'll fix it by telling everyone it was fake. But to Olive's surprise, Adam is cool, calm, and collected and says that the damage is already done and everyone thinks that she's dating slash dated a faculty member and the point and points out that if on and what's his face, which I love the fact that he never actually <laughs> calls Jeremy by his name, he just calls him what's his face. <laughs> He's like, what's his face? So we'll probably be mad 
or stop dating if it comes clear now. So Adam tells Olive to just let everyone continue to believe that they're dating to solve her problems. Olive, or, Adam, you could just ask her out. You don't have to go through all Listen, this. Listen, neither of these two think clearly, oh. okay? Okay. <laughs> they're freaking... Like I said, You she, have a PhD, sir. <laughs> she literally just could have told on that the date was canceled, mm-hmm. so she came to the labs. That's all she had to do, but no, no, no. There'd be no book if he just asked <laughs> exactly. her out. I understand. Right, <laughs> like, I understand that. But at the same time, it's like... No, 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 Olive. Can't tell her that it's canceled. Nope, I'm going to grab this tree and kiss it. (laughs) This tree? The man's a tree. Uh Anyways. (laughs) Olive can't believe what he's saying, so she asks him what on earth could possibly get, like, what could he get out of the situation? Adam tells her that Stanford has frozen some of his funds due to his flight risk persona of not having any roots here in Stanford, so dating her would make it seem like he's not planning to leave. Yeah, very convenient that you oh. have an issue that needs to be taken care of, sir. <laughs> Olive is overwhelmed by all this and asks if she can have some time to think about this before she fully commits to their fake relationship. Because it's just so funny because Adam is just like, well, I mean, you can tell everyone that it was fake. He's like, but at this point, everyone's still going to think that you dated me. You know what I mean? Like, even if it because she's like, oh, we'll just yeah. tell everyone that we broke up like that. I broke up with you. And he's like, oh, that sounds nice. Like, whatever. Like, you break up with me. And she's like, OK, fine. Then you break up with me. And he's like, because that sounds credible because, you know, he's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, why don't we just like keep this charade going and have everyone just believe that we're dating until like however long on and what's his face need to be OK. It's adorable. Oh, A tangle of webs. My God. Literally, this is where the webs start, and they just mm-hmm. get thicker and thicker. <laughs> Three days later, she shows up at his office to set some ground rules. And I love that she comes in, and she's like, well, this is what the trope calls for. Like, we have to set ground rules. And he's like, the contract. what? Contract. The contract, sir. Exactly. The contract. Have you not seen To All the Boys I Love Before? <laughs> Come on. I just love how she's like, the trope calls for, like, ground rules. And he's like, the what calls for what now? And she's like, never mind. You have obviously never seen a rom-com in your life. Uh, Olive had decided to go through with this crazy plan when she began to notice all the perks that it came with. People were being nicer. On was off her back. Faculty members were returning her emails finally, mm. <laughs> which that part made me laugh so hard. She tells him that following the tropes guidelines, this is when they came together to set some ground rules. Confused as always, Adam simply agrees and waits for her to dish out the rules. So she has five rules. <laughs> Rule one, on campus only. They screw that one up kind of right off the get go. Rule two, no sex. They scroll that one up too, but we'll get there. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Number three, no dating anyone else. She tells him, like, don't worry, you can date other people. I just won't, so it doesn't seem like anything. And he's like, oh, no, I won't. I won't date anybody else. Don't you worry. <laughs> Rule number four, this ends on September 29th, the day after the board makes their decisions about funding. And number five, coffee on Wednesdays at 10 a.m., fake dating day. <laughs> and it's so cute because he's like, why do you keep saying it? Like, it's a thing. Like, fake dating. Like, it's a thing. And she's like, because it is. Haven't you seen a... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Back at her apartment, Olive now has to deal with Malcolm, who's still in a tizzy. <laughs> Malcolm's family is part of STEM royalty. His entire family is invo- involved in science somehow, from, like, great-great-grandpappy to ants on both sides. <laughs> like, they're all involved in science. And Malcolm doesn't want to be in a PhD program, but when it comes with the last name, like it kind of comes to the territory. So his plan was to get through the program with the least amount of trauma as possible and then find a comfy industry job and make lots of money working nine to five. Because <laughs> industry job would technically, he'd still be a scientist and his parents can't say no. So that's Malcolm's plan. So this is where we're going to cast Malcolm. Yay. 
Yeah. Okay. Who'd you cast? I casted George Lenborg Jr. He is from Ooh. Love Simon. He's Ooh, the best friend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so cute. He's so freaking pure in Love Simon. It's but funny. I think he could just match this energy. It's funny that you can't, oh. like casted someone from that because I casted someone from To All the Boys You Love Before. Oh. And it's Terezo Mohoro, and he plays the gay best friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfection. Right. Yes, yeah. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought about gay best friends and I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> also, sassy gay best friends. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we cannot cast Finn in this one. So, John Boyega. Oh, John Boyega, yeah. Because this I is mean, his character equivalent, pretty much. Oh, honestly, anytime there is any, like, black male that has some type of an attitude, he's the first one that pops in my head, <laughs> and I'm like, Lindsay, you can't cast him for everything. Even though, just know in my head, I always do. <laughs> so, yes, our adorable Malcolm. He and Adam have had some bad blood because Adam made Malcolm pretty much redo his entire study. Since then, Malcolm has hated Adam and is taking this new relationship personally. <laughs> Like, yes, Olive chose to go out with him just to spite you, sir. I just love it because Malcolm's just like, we're nemesis. Like, he's my right. worst enemy. Arch Adam's enemy. like, doesn't remember. <laughs> Honestly, Adam's like, I'm sorry, who? Which, I mean, makes sense because imagine how many students he yeah. sees, like, on a daily basis or, like, how many people he goes through. So it's like, makes sense why he wouldn't know. But Malcolm's just, like, secretly has a picture of him in his room that he just throws daggers at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so when Malcolm continues to be a stubborn ass, Olive comes out and just tells him that the whole thing is fake. Malcolm has a bit of a stroke, telling her that this is stupid. But on the other hand, why did it have to be Adam? But I love this part because he's like, I would have dated you. <laughs> like, I would have given you flowers and like, given you chocolates and like basically runs down a whole rom-com list of cute things that guys do for girls. And she's like, oh, how nice it is to talk to someone who's actually seen a rom-com and just gets it. <laughs> and then she's like, no, no, because you get to bring home someone every night and you love that and I love that you love that. And she's like, and I couldn't do that to you. <laughs> and it's just like their friendship is so oh. cute. But yes, plus he has the hots for um, Mr. Holden Rodriguez, who we will meet later. Whom we all have the hots for, honestly. honestly. <laughs> who yeah. we will not cast Oscar Isaac as. But everybody wants him. I, I checked online. Everybody wants him to play Holden. And I was like... I would, has he ever done a rom-com? Mm, I'm sure. Not that I can think I of. I don't know. Maybe like in his younger days. Mm. I haven't seen one, though. It would be... Oh, he would be fantastic. I mean, he's already able to capture people's heart when he's not in a rom-com. So mm. just imagine. Mm-mm. <laughs> Manifesting it right now. <laughs> Please, Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> Netflix. In a rom-com. Netflix, snatch that man up. <laughs> they have a cute moment about her emails with Tom Benton and how good this was for Olive's future. So basically, Olive has been emailing multiple people at different schools because her advisor at Stanford is retiring So she's no longer asking for grants to fuel her program or to fuel her lab. Olive is basically working with like rundown stuff and isn't getting new money to get new technology and everything to do her pancreatic stuff. So she's been reaching out to people who also study uh, cancer or pancreatic cancer in particular. And one of them just happens to be this Tom Benton guy at Harvard, and he's the only one that has emailed her back. So she's just like, this is great news. Mm -hmm. Like, my future is so bright. This is crazy, like so stressful that people actually have to deal with this when they're going to university. Right. It's like, what? Like, I just went to class and I did stuff. I didn't, no idea that there was a And this is after they did all the schooling we did. Yeah. Because we just got undergrad. Yeah. (laughs) They did what we did and then kept going. Yeah. Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you people do it. (laughs) 
Y'all are amazing. <laughs> Y'all have some tenacity and dedication that I just could never fuel for school. So yeah, they have a moment where she tells him like, I got this email back from Tom Benton at Harvard and he wants to talk to me about my pancreatic stuff and Malcolm is so cute and he's like, your mom would be so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like what is fueling all of the whole time because her mom is the one that died of pancreatic cancer and Olive's whole thing is trying to figure out how to catch it earlier in Mm -hmm. people so that way no one has to go through what she went through because her whole thing is like, if they would have just caught it just a few months earlier, like surgery might have been like useful or chemo might have actually done something. But instead, she literally got like three weeks with her mom before she passed away from pancreatic cancer. So yeah. that's kind of what's fueling Olive, and mm-hmm. <laughs> breaking my heart. <laughs> so they have a cute little moment of um, Malcolm being like not super Tom. proud. No, not not the only that cute Tom is Tom bitch. Holland, not this one. <laughs> oh, Tom Holland. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, her and Malcolm have a very cute moment in their kitchen. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A couple days later, <laughs> the first coffee date happens, and Olive is late and is a bit rocky at first. But once they start talking about favorite colors and where they were born, things start to pick up a wee bit. So, this is where I decided we will cast Adam because this is kind of where it's just little things at first, but this is kind of where Olive starts to admit to herself that mm-hmm. Adam might be good looking in some ways not a bad looking gentleman yeah, she's like oh my god look at him out of his lab coat in that black henley that he has like when 20 she, versions of she looks at him like he's human yeah for yeah, the yeah. First time, rather yeah she than just starts to look scary... at him like wow he's a man instead of snape <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so basically when it comes to what adam looks like tall dark longish hair long nose brooding just picture kylo ren if you will and that's what adam is supposed to be so yeah but we could not cast Adam Driver. No. And thus, we, we have cast it. <laughs> we cannot cast Adam Driver. And it's just funny because from the get-go, I never really pictured Adam Driver because after the first chapter, I was like, Adam, actual Adam Driver, would take one look at the script and just laugh and be like, absolutely not. I mean, and just, I kind of picture like a baby Adam Driver. Right? Like a younger version? Like I, I kind of imagine version. vague versions of yeah. Daisy and Adam. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I was reading it, like the... The person I had in my mind had, like, the build and, like, mm-hmm. look of Adam Driver, but the face was always different. Like, to me, it always felt like um, Flynn Rider, who's like, they can never get my nose right. <laughs> like, it looked like Adam, but there was always something just a little bit different where it wasn't, like, actual Adam Driver. That's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Who did you cast for Adam? Okay. Dr. So, Adam Carlson. <clears throat> I casted Alex Landy. Ooh. Did I say that right? That Alex sounds familiar. I think I know him. He was in or is in Grey's Anatomy oh duh I love him <laughs> he plays was, a doctor yeah. in there. I was like how do uh, I know this name it's because I I casted him for something I can't remember oh yeah I think you did I did but I can't <sighs> um he's also in the Doja Cat music video Kiss Me More he is, is he really beautiful and I mean he's beautiful and everything but Kiss Me More yeah okay because I, I was looking at pictures of him I'm like what is this that how he's funny. in I, I had like, no oh, idea I had no idea he was in that. But yeah, he is a very tall gentleman. He has black hair. He is beautiful. And he has that like broodiness. I've seen clips of Grey's Anatomy, like the newer one, where mm-hmm. he has that adorable romance going on. Oh my with God. <laughs> with with the male equivalent yeah. of Olive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he literally is. He's like, oh. he's very like, he's very spazzy. He's very like, oh my God, I'm not very good at what I do when really he's actually really good at what he does. That's <laughs> like, freaking adorable. Yeah. But yeah, just I would imagine him with longer hair, obviously. And He's perfect. Yeah. I love him. So I went a little Yay. older because Adam is supposed to be like 36, I believe. Mm. Oh, I think this guy's like 
34. I think he's supposed to be 34. Um, The actor I went with is 37. I have been dying to tell you who this is. Oh Oh my God. Am I going to (laughs) die? It's Bob Morley. Oh my God. (laughs) It's Bob Morley. And so when you. How serendipitous. Because I literally spoke about him. Literally. literally. You literally walked in my house and you're like, oh yeah, Bob Morley and Eliza are having a baby. And I was like, oh, funny you bring him up. Yes. 100%. Because, like, literally his character in The 100 is, like, Bellamy is basically space version oh my God. of him. Yeah. Like, he's got the deep voice down. He's got the broodiness down. He rocks long hair very well. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so Bob Morley is laughing. Excellent casting. That might be one of my favorite casting you've ever done. <laughs> I was dying laughing, especially, oh. like, the opening question. You literally talked about him, and I was like... Mm-hmm. I've had mm. them on my brain for a bit, so <laughs> I'm like, you don't uh, say. But yeah. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. He's so cute. I love him. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I would love to see him as a doctor. Right. I think he'd be really good in this. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Netflix. I love our Adams. Yay. Coffee date number two. <laughs> I spoke coffee, Kate. <laughs> coffee date number two is Tom Benton themed. Unfortunately. First, Olive tries her hardest to get Adam out of his sour mood because something wrong has happened in science land. Uh, She succeeds a tiny bit, but before she can fully get him to be okay, Tom Benton just shows up and turns out he's not only Adam's friend, but the collaborator. Oh, but the collaboration that the two of them have been talking about this whole time was with each other. Like, Tom literally mentions it in his emails, and then Adam literally tells Olive... (laughs) Then he has a collaboration <laughs> happening. And while reading this, I was like, Olive, do you not see the two together? <laughs> it made me laugh. Okay, Olive is, like, smart, but not... She's not, like, street smart or... Oh, you mean, like, Farrah? Savvy Farah? in social... Oh, my God, yeah. The savvy entire in time, social I was like, circumstances, she does not pick up on things. No. 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 Literally, the word no. collaboration happened in two different places. And I was like, how much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? And sure enough... <laughs> Which is funny because Tom doesn't recognize her from the emails that they had been sending to each other. Like, literally, he's supposed to meet with her that day. And that's not where he remembers her. But as Adam's girlfriend, the one that he's heard so much about from everyone, because somehow scientists that are literally doing life-saving research have nothing better to talk about than the dating life of one doctor. I imagine so. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) Because I love this moment so much, though, because Tom's like, oh, Olive, the one I've heard so much about, like your girlfriend. And he's like, how have you heard about my girlfriend in Boston? He's like, oh, you know, people talk. And Adam's like, in Boston? (laughs) Tom's like, yeah, dude. He's like, there's a few broken hearts, a few like crying girls. He's like, but don't worry, they'll get over it. We all know that Tom is obsessed with Adam. So, Well, that's very true. But it just made me laugh because he's like, why are people talking about my girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look at you using that word so like Lucy. (laughs) Just so... Because he's been manifesting this for two (laughs) and a half years. (laughs) That's why. Mm, I love this so much. This is also where I decided to be cast Tom because this is kind of where he like comes into the story a little bit more that's, because it's when he's introduced and then that little son of a bitch doesn't leave. You're going to hate me. <laughs> Did you cast someone that I love? Yeah. I fucking... Who? Sam Claflin. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. He, he plays such no. a good asshole. No. Yeah. Not my Nikolai. <laughs> How dare you? Anyways. Yeah. I love that. You're going to hate me. You casted someone I love, didn't you? You casted someone that I love in the role that I love, and I casted someone that you love in a role that you hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Whatever. My Tom, his name is Jake Abel, and he's from The Host. Oh, yeah. Right? 
yeah, he literally plays a Tom mm-hmm. all the time. In The mm-hmm. Host, yeah. Right? He's Supernatural. The one? He's in Supernatural also. Oh, is he really? He actually plays a nice guy in that. Oh, whoops. But yeah, I saw... I forget what I was looking through and I saw him and I was like, you, <laughs> you would make a perfect <laughs> Tom, right? I wanted, I who I originally wanted, but he's still a little too young, was the guy who played Joffrey. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like it's perfect, right? Because I feel like he pulls like a Hans he's from Frozen. He's also not acting anymore. He yeah. gave up acting after. Because well, the fans are yeah. awful. Because fans are awful. But he, he did child. such a good job. Like, he would have been a great Tom. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. He's originally who I wanted, but unfortunately, he's still a little on the younger side, and he's not supposed to be that much younger than Adam. Mm-hmm. So I went with Jake. Okay, so Tom arrives, and Tom turns both of them around to head back into the Starbucks for the meeting, because he's supposed to have with Olive, and he's like, well, no need to wait till this afternoon since we're all here, and let's go. And he's just like, yeah, Adam, don't you want to find out if your girlfriend's going to leave next year? So you come on, too. And I love because they both look at each other and have like a panicky eye moment. Like, oh, God, this is like the first time our relationship mm-hmm. is being like put to the test. Like, here we go. By someone that knows him very well. Exactly. So, yeah, no time like the present is basically what he says. So right off the bat, this guy's a douche. But anyways, Tom starts off the interview with a weird ass question about like, tell me what's cool about your project. It's like, how do you begin that? Like, how do you it's begin such a the vague question? Exactly. Like, tell me what's cool about your project. Well, sir, to me, the whole thing is like, mm-hmm. how how is she supposed to start? So anyways, Adam, being Adam, sweeps in to save her while telling Tom to ask a reasonable question. <laughs> That's a stupid question. He's like, no. ask another one. <laughs> and Tom's like, OK, then what would you do? And Adam gives her like, <laughs> Adam gives her better, easier questions for a Ravenclaw to answer. And all of answer them with flying colors. It's like all analytical, very like bullet pointed, like this, this, this. Tell me about your research. Tell me about this. And all of us like, ah, these, these I can answer. And I'm like, mm-hmm, excellent. Tom tries to get personal by asking her questions about who died from pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And that makes Olive like what is driving her basically to do this? Because he's like, no, people in your like part of the program are usually trying to like find fancy shit. Like you are so goal oriented about this one particular thing. Like Why? And tries to like dig into it and it's just like who died of it how old were you and adam's like okay stop harassing my girlfriend that gave me like serial killer vibes with how right. he seemed like he was getting off on making her like, uncomfortable yeah and, like the the yeah. more she shrank the mm-hmm. more he was like "Ooh, like i have power I in this like, situation red flag motherfucker exactly <laughs> exactly like there's another part i literally put in parentheses i was like red flag <laughs> this man like oof there's the first flag right there. Yeah, like, it was so weird. And also, like, why does it matter how old she was when her mom died? Like, that has nothing to do with her research. Like, I don't understand. And that's when Adam gets, like, protective and tells Tom to back off. Tom tells Olive that he needs to know more about her information before he can totally say yes to letting her in his program. So he gives her a deadline of a week to update her research because he's like, well, I read your paper, but it sounds like you've gotten a little farther so I need you to, like, update the paper and get it back to me so I can read it and decide. And she's like, sure thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Olive and On go to Tom's talk. The place was packed when they went looking for a place to sit. And they bump into Adam, who's oh. sitting next to Holden, Mr. or Dr. Rodriguez. <laughs> and, like, so there's absolutely no standing room. The seats are all been taking. Everyone's, like, shoving into the aisles and everyone and... On's like, oh, well, he's Tom is known to be like a hottie or whatever. But it's also like she's pretty sure that a couple of the programs made it mandatory for the people to be here. So it's like packed full house. 
So they bump into Adam on doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Tells her, like, basically forces Olive to sit on her boyfriend's lap. And the two also have, like, a panic moment because Olive's like, I'm so sorry, but she's making me do this. And Adam's like, it's okay. Like, you weigh nothing. It's, it's like, fine. I've dreamed of this. Forever. Literally. <laughs> and this is where my favorite part of this trope begins, where, like, it's quite damningly obvious that character b is madly in love with character a and no one can see it or everyone can see it except Mm. character a like the fact that he's like olive you weigh nothing and like he like grabs her and like mumbles in her ear like don't fall asleep and they like (laughs) they have like cute little moments (laughs) also i I love that on is pretty much that meme of just now kiss like that's it's oh her yeah literally literally how she's just like now do this <laughs> now do that <laughs> so cute oh man so the two have an adorable moment mumbling to each other before the talk is over because basically like adam knows everything he's talking about because they've talked about it for their grant that they applied for and got and olive knows all about this because she was researching on him before she sent off her email so they both already know everything that he's talking about and they're both like okay why are we here but it's fine because cuteness is happening so she once again apologizes for having to sit on his lap and he's like you're it's it's totally fine like worse things could happen you know what i mean he totally like drops hints the entire time about like oh it's fine for me and like i don't know what you're complaining about this is the best day of my life yeah literally he's just like oh okay sure <laughs> so as they go outside they notice someone's car has died in the parking lot and is oh, now st- i love this scene <laughs> is now stuck causing a big backup out of nowhere they see adam go over and just solely push this truck by himself god damn it on once again doing the lord's work poetic cinema okay Honestly, how they would film this poetic cinema i feel like it headlights. would just be like it would just be slow motion mm-hmm. like him like walking over kind of like the tar oh, not tarzan george of the jungle when he's playing with the horses and all the girls oh are god. just like watching same vibes yeah. of him just like jogging over and like pushing the truck by him motherfucking self mm-hmm. <sighs> so yes on sends olive over to give adam a kiss for his heroic duties <laughs> she's like go kiss your boyfriend and olive's like no everyone's watching she's like he just pushed a truck olive go give him a goddamn kiss <laughs> i love on olive olive goes over frantic and explains to him what just happened and as casual as he can be it tells her that they can kiss no big deal <laughs> it's really funny she's like oh no you're right we shouldn't kiss he's like no 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 we can kiss it's cool this is fine we've yeah, already done fine. it so. yeah he's like we already kissed once and everyone's already watching so might as well right and she's like well i mean we don't have to unless you want to do you want to and he's like oh well i mean unless you want to and it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> and i fucking love it <sighs> So anyways, they kiss and it's magical. And I just love how the entire time Olive's just like, mm, I enjoyed that a little bit too much. I don't like where this is going. She's like, oh, no. And she's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, man. Okay. This is where it's the one time I don't like Olive. But here we go. Oh, okay. Not that I don't like Olive. I just think mm-hmm. her reaction to this is just a little stupid. But couple days later a fellow student is having a crappy day and takes it all out on olive telling her that her boyfriend is an ass and it's all his fault that he's failing and is now it's up to olive to do something about it since he's his girlfriend like basically adam does what adam does best and tells this guy that your whole study or whatever scientific term is used for whatever the fuck they're doing Mm -hmm. is stupid not well not stupid he just says like there's stuff missing you need to go fix it and basically go redo all of it he does what a teacher does he teaches (laughs) yeah right exactly and 
he takes it all on Olive and he's like, you're okay with this? Like, you're okay with him treating us like this? Like, you're his girlfriend. You have to say something. And Olive's like, what? So Olive actually does. (laughs) Olive texts Adam about this and gets upset about how nonchalant he is about all of this and tells him to fuck off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Olive, you can't, like, walk into a room and tell someone how to do his job. Like... He literally deals with this shit 24 hours a day. So it's just like, where do you come off being like, you have to be nicer to these people? And tell me, who in real life is ever nice to you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely no one. <laughs> tell you that right now. Oh. Yeah. It just, it was maybe a little mad because of how mad she gets at him. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> yeah, it's just, you can't tell someone how to do their jobs, Olive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she like, it's so weird to me how defensive she gets because he's totally like, he tells her like straight up like though that's just how i teach like yeah like it's nothing about and be super exactly and he gives her this big whole long speech that makes sense Mm -hmm. about how you know he pushes them this hard and makes them do all this work because he wants them to be the best that they can be he's like my job isn't to make mediocre scientists he's Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna be in my class i'm gonna make you like the best scientist that i can which makes fucking sense if anything that's what you want your teacher to do and olive's like you're hurting their feelings (laughs) get over it olive my god uh, but yeah so they haven't talked since then and then the magical picnic happens oh yes there's a picnic and a couple days later that olive and her friends had decided to go to for the free food and her and adam have talked about it before because which that is ain't us in college though like, oh honestly oh, free food looks free, like oh there'll be pizza <laughs> we will be there <laughs> Pretty much any RA event that said that there will be food available, I was like, Hi, oh yeah, we'll be that there. was literally how I got everyone to come to my yeah. programs. Was that's literally free snacks and drinks? I was at every. Well, I mean, yeah. you're my friend, so I was at all of your programs, anyways. All the ones. And that my I could. programs were amazing. So they were. They were a lot of fun. I loved every single one of them. But everybody else, like, I don't know how many times they're like, oh, we're making this, or there will be cake, and I'm like, huh, see you there. So yes, yeah. <laughs> I understand, Olive. I understand. But yeah, they talked about the picnic. First of all, this is screwing up their off-campus rule. But anyways, also the chairman of their program will be there. So this is where Olive is like, oh, we can show him that you're planting some roots and this is going to be a thing. But they haven't talked since Autumn told him to fuck off. So everything's a little up in the air. But yes, when they get there, they notice that there's this group of dudes, some with shirts, some without, playing Ultimate Frisbee, which just made me laugh so hard because I used to play Ultimate Frisbee with my friends. We always keep our shirts on, but we used to play. I have never played Frisbee in my entire life. It's basically ultimate Frisbee, basically like uh, football, but with a A um, disc. Yeah, with the Frisbee instead of it. I know how to play Frisbee. There's no tackling involved. Played Frisbee. I never wanted to play Frisbee. Like, bizarre. We used to have a light up Frisbee and we used to go to um, Biola University and play on their track in the middle of the night. Wow. Yeah, because all you had to do was pull up and be like, hey, I'm going to go use the track. And he'd be like, okay. So, like, 10 of us used to show up all the time and play Ultimate Frisbee together. I'm a bit too short to get um, catching games, like, get involved in that. I mean, it wasn't necessarily about height. It was more about, like, distance. Mm. If you could run, which you could because you're track. So, it's like, (laughs) I feel like you'd be fine. But, yeah. Playing Ultimate Frisbee. uh, When they get closer, they notice that one of the hotties without a shirt is none other than Dr. Adam Carlson. (laughs) On being the crafty creature that she is, pours a shit ton of sunblock in Olive's hands and then calls Adam over and tells her that Olive <laughs> tells Olive that she should make sure her BF doesn't get skin cancer. Mm-hmm. So basically, she's just nudging the plot along, you know, I love That's it her job. so much. <laughs> I love on and her persistence. Uh, yes. 
In all capital letters, I put another adorable moment of Olive apologizing for putting him through this and Adam telling her that it's okay and he doesn't hate it. And hey, at least the department chair is getting a good show of him putting down some roots. Which I just, it's so funny because she's just like, I'm so sorry. This must be so like irritating for you. And like the entire time he's basically like, well, that's not the word I would use, but okay. It's also very hard to put sunscreen on like in general, like to make it blend in right so that is an intimate ordeal to do you know she was rubbing <laughs> his back and he's got a lot of skin exactly how tall they say Honestly. he is i just love how she's like can you duck a bit <laughs> that's just so cute like just imagine big ass adam driver being like oh yeah sure let me just squats <laughs> just squats on the floor and she's like rubbing his shoulders <laughs> and i also love how she's like oh yeah you look like you're having fun and then he just looks down at her hands and she's like that's not what i meant i mean <laughs> Because you're playing frisbee, and Adam's like, "Well, beats chit chat. Like, I don't have to talk to anybody if I'm playing frisbee." So, win win. Olive goes back to her friends, and Henri assures her that they are all just happy for her, no matter how weird and out of nowhere this relationship might be. Because basically, Olive goes back to them, and she's just like, "I hate you with every fiber of my being." And Hans like, "Cause Hans, it's really cute because they sit there and they're like, so how is he? Like, how is he? Like outside of the classroom?'" And Olive's like, "Oh, you know," and they're like no we, we do don't not. <laughs> like what do you see in him and she's like oh i mean he might be an asshole but he's like a nice asshole you know and they're like no we don't and it's super cute and basically at the end of the conversation where olive is flustered and can't tell them what she sees in him because it's fake at the moment and on's like don't worry like we're just happy that you're finally getting laid <laughs> which not yet oh my weird moments i'm sorry what was that you <laughs> um, <laughs> turned it to a chipmunk there this is one of my favorite moments one of my many favorite moments in this godforsaken book yay oh god Whew. days later in the labs olive goes to find some of her favorite salt and vinegar chips there was one in the vending machine when she got there when she first came into the labs but now they're gone she settles for twix and as she whispers to the tricks to the twix <laughs> I wish you were the salt and vinegar chips. A voice in the dark startles her, and it's none other than Adam. She's like, I wish you were salt and vinegar chips. And he's like, here you go. She's like, oh, my God. I'm like, what are you doing here sitting in the dark? And he's like, eating my chips. The light's broken. <laughs> like, this man is so pure. God damn Horrible it. taste in chips, but. Honestly, I was like, salt and vinegar? Oh, that reminds me. I saw this. I've been meaning to send it to you, but I was waiting, waiting. I'm probably going to put it in our slideshow if I have the room, but I saw this thing, this meme on the internet, and I was laughing my ass off because it reminded me of them. <laughs> it's this thing from Twitter, and it says, who on earth is keeping salt and vinegar chips in business? And it's like, each and every one of you need to get tested. Like, lack of taste is a symptom. <laughs> of covid but i just also been like talking about salt and vinegar mm. chips and i was like it's adam and olive it's oh, adam yeah. and olive they're solely keeping these chips in business <laughs> i'm sorry you were saying um this like this book there's so many little food things that they have like pumpkin Honestly. spice lattes right sushi like which version of sh- version of sh- sushi is superior i love salt it. And vinegar chips salt and vinegar chips so particular i'm like Bleh. He's sitting in the dark because the lights are broken. Adam is the cheap ceiling culprit and offers Olive whatever is left. The two sit in the dark and chat for a bit. Olive getting weepy, talking about her mom. And she tells, like, she basically breaks down and tells Adam everything about how young she was. She was in high school. She was in 15. Uh, Her dad was never in the picture. She got put in child 
not child protective services um the system mm-hmm. i forget what they foster call care? it foster care until she was 16 and then she emancipated and then she was all on her own put herself through high school graduated went to grad uh, in canada and then moved here eight years ago for school so here she's <laughs> oh, been yeah, on her here, own California. this whole time yeah so she's basically been on her own since the age of 16 mm. that doesn't break your heart i don't know what will so she gets weepy talking about her mom while Adam comforts her and tells her that it's okay to be weepy sometimes. And I was just like, oh, God. <sighs> the serious talk turns. Oh, then the serious <laughs> talk gets turned to Adam about why he doesn't just go and get a real girlfriend because he's not so bad. <laughs> I love this so much because Olive's like, well, you're not so bad. And I'm sure like there's some woman out there that you're actually want nice to date looking. you. And he's just like, is this supposed to be a compliment? <laughs> Because she's like, you're not as bad as everyone thinks. And, you know, you're dateable in a way. God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's someone out there that would want to date you. And just when he he's literally on the brink of telling Olive that he was the bathroom guy. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's like, Olive, there's something you should. And then fucking Jeremy walks in. <laughs> and this is where I decided to cast Jeremy. <laughs> I did actually think of someone for Jeremy. Oh, so. really? Mm-hmm. Yay. I did too. Well, I kind of cheated. So. I mean, I mentioned him earlier, but Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he'd be so <laughs> he'd be so cute. I mean, he's kind of above a pay grade for this nowadays, but you know. I mean, it's fine. It's Tom fine. Holland. <laughs> he would be so cute. God, I mean, he's supposed to be a ginger with an accent, Irish accent, mm. but that's fine. That's fine. We can mix things around. For him, I would. Okay, for Jeremy. I did Callum Turner, and this is what I mean by I cheated, because a trailer for the new Fantastic Beasts, oh. the new Fantastic mm. Beasts uh, played, and I saw him on the trailer, and I was like, oh, look at you, Ginger. I don't say that's cheating. So yeah, I don't know. It felt like cheating, because I didn't really have to think about it. No. He literally like came to me in a vision. So, that's yeah. what the, the whole, all of these do. I mean. <laughs> well, no, most of them, like, I sit yeah. there and I think about, like, the actors mm-hmm. and, like, the acting range or whatever, and I was just like, oh, and well, him, <laughs> I forget what I was watching, and a Fantastic Beast commercial came on, and I was like, hey, so Jeremy. So many times that happens for me. <laughs> I mean, freaking Crescent City, I'm watching, what am I watching? I'm kissing Booth? Kissing Booth, too. And <laughs> that guy, I'm like, oh, hello. Hello, Hunt. Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Sakar Perez. Mm-hmm. Beautiful man. Uh, okay i think i think it's cheating because i've honestly never seen him in anything i literally mm. just saw the trailer and i was like he looks like he could be jeremy he's ginger with an accent put good him enough. in the movie good enough <laughs> yeah. that's what i mean by like i kind of cheated like, kind of awkward yeah i mean he seems way more sassy and fantastic beast than he should be in this book but i mean it works mm-hmm. jeremy doesn't play like a too big of a part so it's fine yeah but yeah so a couple of days later, Tom emails Olive about her paper. Oh, actually, backtrack a little bit to that moment with Jeremy, because the way it ends is I think the reason why Adam thinks that Olive is in love with him, mm-hmm. because Jeremy's like, oh, the two of you, like, sorry if I was interrupting, and, like, I just came in here for a break, and Olive was like, oh, yeah, I was just taking a break, too. He's like, oh, I gotta go back, and he's like, oh, do you, like, no. Olive says, like, oh, me, too. And basically, like, leaves mm-hmm. with Jeremy, like, gets up from their conversation. Yeah. And she even says, like, Adam looks at her like, oh, you're leaving already? <laughs> and Jeremy's like, oh, yeah, I'll, like, I'll walk with you back. And she's like, yeah, okay, okay, bye, Adam, like, see you. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, it's they like, have, like, a... Seed and yeah, like, oh. so I think this is the moment where he's just like, oh, she's, like, totally willing, like, and Olive, in Olive's head, she just doesn't want this moment to seem awkward. 
because mm-hmm. Jeremy walked in and she's just like, oh, God, someone's like looking at us in our fake relationship. Time yeah. to get out. She's and like, I enjoyed talking to him too much. Time to leave. Yeah, Got pretty <laughs> much. And Adam looks at this and goes, oh, OK, like, here we go. <laughs> so sad. OK, so a couple days later, Tom emails Olive about her paper and asks if she can come to Adam's house so they can talk about it a bit more. She frantically texts Adam about it, asking if it's OK if she comes over. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. And this man tells her, I wrote this all in caps so you knew I had emotions, uh, that there are no bike lanes to his house so he can come get her. (laughs) Do you know what this means? This means that this man drove home probably that night after talking to her and looked and didn't see any bike lanes and thought, oh my God, she'd die. She would die if she tried to bike to my house. She would die because there's no bike lanes. Why are there no bike lanes? And he's like, there are no bike lanes to my house. He's going to write a letter to the city. To put (laughs) put in motherfucking bike lanes to his his house. For his Mm -hmm. big girlfriend. Because he fucking would. But yeah, it just made me laugh that he has already noticed that there are no bike lanes to his house. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so he offers to come get her. But alas, Malcolm drives her to the house where she bumps into him after he just got back from a run. And he lets her in, which I love so much because she's like, oh, he's sweaty and he still looks good. <laughs> he's wearing sweatpants. What is this? <laughs> right. What are and these feelings I feel? I also love how she sees and she's like, he's wearing headphones and she's like, God, I want to know what he's listening yeah, to. And she's too. like, just to pay like five seconds to mess with his playlist. And she's like, I'd add Taylor Swift, I Beyonce, Ariana. She's like, just to fuck with him. I bet it's like millennial emo music. Oh my God. Some MCR. Oh you know. my God. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> like Fallout Boy? Yeah. Totally. I mean. Oh my God. <laughs> Panic at the Disco. Where'd you get that grumpy vibe from? Obviously, he was an emo. True. It was never a phase, Mom. <laughs> I'm still in that phase. I'm just a doctor now. <laughs> just a doctor now. Oh, man. An emo doctor. That's what the world needs. Okay. Adam lets her in. Tom makes her talk a wee bit more. And, t- and this is where the first red flag kind of popped up for me. Because he's writing down and he asks like very specific questions about her stuff. And he like writes it all down. To me, in my head, I was like, this bitch is writing it all down so he could take it and not give her credit for it. Because that's where I thought this was going. And I was just like, oh, my God. And that seems to happen a lot with anything that's kind of stemish or, Right. And especially like, oh, who's going to believe that the woman came up with this if the man's already publishing it? And who's going to believe you, an undergrad student? So that's where I thought this was going. So I was like, Autumn, Autumn. I keep calling her Autumn. I think it's because Olive and Adam together. For some reason, my brain goes, Autumn. (laughs) No. I was like, Olive, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, stop telling him shit. But he writes it all down and is kind of very brief about it. And Olive's like, okay, I guess this is it. And like, she's like leaving. And Tom goes, hey, see you at Harvard next year, right? And it's so cute because she just gets so overwhelmed with emotion that she hugs Adam. And Adam's like, oh, my God. And it's funny because she's like, oh, he was really stiff at first. I probably shouldn't have hugged him. And then eventually, like, he puts his arms around her and he, like, mumbles at the top of her head because he's so fucking tall. He's like, congratulations. And even she's like, and then I became so close to crying all over again. And it's just like this man because I'm sure he was like, oh, my God, she's hugging like me. You guys have kissed twice and he's just like dying. Over I think her. any <laughs> contact yeah. between him and her, he's just like, oh, my God, my world can end now and I'd be OK. So Olive is ecstatic and Adam drives her back on the way back. Olive suggests that they get coffee to like celebrate. And Adam's like, sure. Then Olive gets a, like a ping on her phone and she remembers that it's what she call it. It's like Fluchella. Yeah, Fluchella. Oh, yeah. And he... <laughs> I fucking love this. This is so funny. It's so fucking cute. And she's like, oh, 
we should go get flu shots today. And all of a sudden, Adam has things to do. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know what? I would, but I, I've got that thing I got to go do. And she's like, you just said yes to coffee. So obviously you have some time so. to do stuff. And Adam's just like, uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> and it's so cute. You find out that Adam doesn't like needles, but because Olive is such a sweet talker, she gets him to agree and then gets him to buy her ice cream after. <laughs> she like tells him this adorable story about her mom always buying her ice cream after she'd get shots and how it'd make her feel better. She's like, don't worry, we'll get ice cream after. And he's like, will I be paying for this ice cream? She's like, probably. No, scratch that. Yeah, you will be paying for it. And you probably don't like it. So I'll probably end up eating it, which is exactly what happens. Later in the labs, on a Wednesday morning, Olive is caught texting Adam about his arm hurting. Like, he texts her and he goes, it hurts. Such a baby. <laughs> Honestly. And she's like, oh, should I come over and kiss it to make it feel better? Which he totally yep. grazes over, by the way. He does not <laughs> acknowledge that she said that. <laughs> and he's just like... You know he's just short circuit completely. Oh, yeah. He's you know, like, she's uh. like, do you want me to come over and kiss it to make it feel better? He's like, uh, you didn't tell me how much this would hurt. <laughs> and she's like, you're, you're, you'll be fine. Like, you poor baby. He has printed out that text message, <laughs> framed it. It's on his mirror it's his when background. he gets ready in the morning. <laughs> it's man. his screensaver on his laptop. He's already it. got it tattooed on his arm. <laughs> it's a shirt. He put it on a tote bag. It's great. Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah. So she's caught texting Adam about his hurting arm. And On walks in and tells her, like, ew, gross. <laughs> because Olive is stupidly smiling at her phone. And she's like, oh, it's so bad, like, how down bad you are for him, like, how much you love him. And, auto, like, all of the entire time is just like, no, 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 it's not like that. We're just, like, casually dating. And she's like, uh-huh, sure, Olive, like, sure, if that's what you want to call it. But it's totally obvious to everyone, like, how Adam has goo-goo eyes for you and you have goo-goo eyes for him. And Olive's like, it's not like that. And when on leaves her, she tells her that she was worried about hurting Olive by dating Jeremy, but she wasn't anymore. Now that she has Adam and she was happy to see that her friend was so happy and in like, not love, because mm -hmm. it's not love. <laughs> and I thought that moment was so cute because in all of a sudden she's like, oh, finally, like it worked. Like, <laughs> Ann is not afraid to be with Jeremy. It's totally fine. And I'm in love with him. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, when she leaves, Olive sits there and thinks, shit, because just maybe, maybe she's fallen in mm -hmm. love with Adam. Because at that point, she's accomplished what she wants. So she could leave the relationship and... Right. But... She technically could, but yeah. she won't because she's got to hang out until mm -hmm. September 29th. But... Because of the contract. Yeah. But at this That's point... That's the only reason why. Nothing else. <laughs> I thought it was very cute because this is when she starts being like... I can't have feelings for him. We're in a fake dating relationship. How do you tell your fake dating relationship that you start having like actual feelings? Which is exactly what uh, Laura Jean does in... Oh yeah. Told the boys a little before. She like literally has a conversation with herself in the book about like how do you tell your fake boyfriend that you actually might like him, that you want him to be your actual boyfriend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, both of them conclude to you just don't. <laughs> she has an emergency meeting with Malcolm at Starbucks mm -hmm. on a Wednesday. Before 10 a.m. Emergency friend meeting in Starbies. Yeah, she's oh like, God. I need to talk to you. And he's like, oh, I'm like doing surgery on rats. And she's like, now, please. And he's like, Starbucks, 10 minutes. On a Wednesday before 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't notice. Where she tells him all of her newfound feelings and how there is no way for her to tell Adam because there isn't a way that this all works out for her. Because if she lets her feel things for him, then he'll leave like everyone else. No. <laughs> Which oh. is so sad because... <laughs> Malcolm gives her a heartfelt speech about how amazing she is and how it's okay to have feelings for someone and knows that this is 
all new to her and knows that Olive has a hard time being attracted to someone to begin with, let alone be sexually attracted to anybody. And he's just like, don't worry, my dude. Like, I care about you. On cares about you. And we're not going anywhere. So, like, it's okay to like people. Like, not everybody leaves. And Olive's just like, it can't happen. I just can't do it. Like, there's no way. <laughs> and Malcolm's like, okay. So, yeah, Olive starts to cry and continues to tell him that there's just no way that this is going to work and starts to act out what she would even say to Adam, like, to begin with. Like, well, yeah, I like you and I think about you always and I have this huge crush on you. And just then, it's 10 a.m. on a Wednesday in the Starbucks where she normally meets Adam. So guess who is standing there behind her hearing all of this? Adam. <laughs> and Malcolm is just like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> So Olive, of course, lies and tells Adam that it wasn't about him and about some other guy, some other random guy that she's spending time with and talking to all the time. <laughs> uh, Adam offers to end the fake dating, but Olive quickly shuts that down. She's like, no, 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 no. We, don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to end the fake dating. And he's like, okay, are you sure? Because this is supposed to help both of us. So it's no longer being helpful. We can end it. She's like, absolutely not. But before... They can get into it any further. Dr. Holden Rodriguez walks in and plops down and tells uh, Olive. Yes. I <laughs> love him. <laughs> Dr. Holden Rodriguez walks in and plops down and tells Olive how they are actually really old friends since grade school and how Adam saved the day and went with Holden to prom because his stupid oh. boyfriend at the time dumped him right before prom. God damn it. It's so cute. <laughs> so cute. I hate it. Oh, we're not casting Holden just yet. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> This felt too brief of a moment to give this man the glory that he deserves. Although I completely understood who he was as a person, like, immediately. Oh, yes. You mean uh, the bubbly Hufflepuff friend? Yeah. Yeah. And With amazing man. hair. With amazing hair. It's a cute, quick moment where we see that Adam is caring and adorable and has fake dated before, which is so cute. Because yeah. <laughs> when he leaves, Olive is like, I can't believe I wasn't your first. And he's like, excuse me? And she's like, your first fake date. I can't believe I wasn't your first. And he's like, oh yeah that <laughs> and then talks about like how holden has had very undeserved bad luck in relationships and it's just like look at you caring about your friends holden leaves and before olive can too adam tells her that she's extraordinary he literally tells her that she's extraordinary but there's no possible way that this man has feelings for her she's extraordinary and that she should tell jeremy that she has feelings for him because he thinks that the guy oh that that's the guy that she must have feelings for Jeremy. Like the only other guy that you're talking to. <laughs> right. It's got to be the guy that you have feelings for. Jeremy. Olive leaves before she starts to cry again. Well, well she Adam, does cry a lot. She does. She, poor thing. <laughs> she gets very overwhelmed with her emotions and then she starts to cry. Mm -hmm. Hashtag relatable. Um, oh, yeah. So they. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hashtag all too relatable no. for this Aquarius. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> Adam and Tom are going to Boston to do more interviews for their grant and kind of like get the ball rolling on this. So he's gone for a couple of days. And while Adam is gone, she feels lonely. <laughs> it's so funny because she even mentions how she doesn't even want to go to the labs anymore because there is no chance of her accidentally bumping into him. Like those chances are taken away. So she's like, what's the point? <laughs> I'm just like, Olive. <laughs> but she's not in love with him. Mm -mm, can't be. She feels lonely because to spend time with Ann and loves hearing her cute future talk about her and Jeremy and deals with Malcolm trying to get her to just tell Adam the damn truth. Like, Malcolm bakes cookies. Malcolm's just like, just tell him. And she's like, I can't. This isn't happening. And finally just gives up. But her and Ann have like an adorable conversation about fucking wireless vacuums and how <laughs> Ann has decided that she wants to be an academic so she can 
plant seeds for women like them in STEM, like women of color and women in this program because there's not a lot of diversity or a lot of representation. So she's like, I want to do that. So when they come in, they see someone like them being a teacher and actually doing the shit that they want to do. So I thought that was really cool and really sweet. And Ann's like, I'm going to fucking do it. Yes, feminism. <laughs> right? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Once again, all in caps. So here's some more feelings. Oh, okay. Adam sends her a photo of a pumpkin spice frap and tells her that he wishes she was there, but it doesn't matter because he clearly doesn't like Olive. Mm. While they're in Boston, this man not only saw the pumpkin frap, he fucking bought it. He bought it. So then took a picture of it and then sent it to her. And I was like, hey, do you think I can sink this into TSA? And she's like, I mean, TSA is incompetent, but not that incompetent. And he goes, oh, darn. Wish you were here. Mm. And Olive like dumbly smiles at her phone and then sighs because she's like, oh, it can never happen. Did he buy it just to take a picture and then throw it away? Like, doesn't mm, even I don't know. It? I don't know because there's there's two moments like this where he buys things and I can't tell if he like just bought it because of Olive or bought it to try it because he wants to be into the things that Olive's are. Uh, probably because that later on at the protein bar that he gives her, she notices later on that it's covered in chocolate. Yeah, he just, and he states before that he fucking hates chocolate. Yeah. And I'm like, but you bought a whole... I doubt he bought like one bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so he probably has like a box of covered... Like probably bought it to covered. try it to see if he would like it. Hates right. it. And he's like, I'll just keep this and give it to Olive. <laughs> right. And I'm just like... Headcanon accepted. <laughs> Excellent. While in the labs, sweet summer child, she bumps into Holden and he starts to tell her how happy he is that Adam finally got the courage to ask. Okay, so this is the part where I have theories and I have questions and I need to know okay. how you feel. Okay. So yeah, I'll <laughs> read the part that I wrote out. Ah, da, 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 da. Finally happy that Adam finally got the courage to ask her out and how adam had been going on about this girl that for two ye- for years about this amazing girl but was worried about her being in the same department but at least he finally pulled his head out of his ass is like the exact words that he says so olive takes this as oh my god there's another girl out there that he actually likes mm-hmm. that's in the same department and i've like shut this down like i've made it to where he can't go pursue her because we're in a fake dating relationship so she puts it in her head like, I've ruined everything. But the way Holden words it, it makes me think that Holden is full on talking about her. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the girl that he was freaking out about yeah. for years that's in the same department. And I'm so glad he finally pulled his head out of his ass mm-hmm. and got the courage to ask you out. Yeah. So to you, does that does that make you think that Holden is less like, you must be the girl he was talking about, but yeah. just didn't plainly say it? Yeah, that's how I was reading it. Okay. Because I totally... Cause, Olive being Olive was like, oh my God right it's not me obviously it's not me yeah. it's someone else and so he's like, confused thinking it's me like holden right thinking that yeah because i wasn't sure because some pretext uh i listened to this in like two days and one of those days was while i was doing my overnight at work and i listened to this until like <laughs> 3 a.m so there's some parts that are a little hazy <laughs> so this i think yeah. i was listening to it and i just heard like all his perspective and when i was reading it i was like wait a minute because i reread it to do the summary like i have like the physical book and I was like, the way he words it, it's almost as if Holland was like, oh, or Holden was like, oh, I'm so happy that he like finally asked you out because yeah. he's been pining over you for years. Mm-hmm. And Olive takes it as like, there's another woman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Olive. Because <laughs> so, she, yeah. she doesn't know at this point. I mean, we know that he's bathroom boy. Well, she has hints. Mm-hmm. Like from the first day that they like actually sit down and talk, she's has like... Has she figured it out yet? No, she, she does, doesn't like okay. fully figure it out. But the entire time, there's like little things that she's like, funny, he reminds me yeah, of bathroom, bathroom guy. guy. <laughs> like the guy is what she calls him. 
she's like he reminds me of the guy and then there's even one part where she's like maybe and she even tells malcolm like in the panic um emergency friend meeting Mm -hmm. she's like i think he might be the bathroom guy he says the exact same thing to her like one phrase and she's like oh my god like that yeah and just like the sound of his voice and like the very like monotone like way of answering everything she's like she even tells malcolm like i'm pretty sure it's him and malcolm's like have you asked and she's like god no because what if it's not him and i just make myself look like a fool and malcolm's like i mean you've kind of done that already done that as well honestly ah olive this all started because you pulled this man randomly (laughs) in a hallway and kissed him i think the awkward ship has sailed holden then bestows wisdom upon her about watching her back with tom because he's shifty and he doesn't trust him and also to watch out for adam's back also this is where we're casting holden because this is when he becomes the angel also after this part i'm just like so basically whenever a gay doctor tells you to do anything you should probably listen to it because he knows all because malcolm's like you should just tell him holden's like watch out for that creepy fucker (laughs) he is our obi-wan kenobi literally or our Poe Dameron. Uh, Poe Dameron. <laughs> I fucking love Poe okay. Dameron. So I casted Christian Navarro. He's Ooh. in 13 Reasons Why. Oh. He's like a 30-year-old playing Ooh. a 16-year-old on that oh, show. Oh, gotta love but those. How I pictured him if it was not Oscar, you know. <laughs> if it was not Oscar, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of funny. So I chose Tyler Blackburn. And he was in Pretty Little Liars. And then like Roswell and oh, everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he is actually bisexual, oh, and he perfection. came out to the world in 2019. I mean, like, an Instagram, or no, it was a magazine, and then magazine article where he talked about, like, being bisexual, and then came out on his Instagram, and everyone's like, oh my god, we love you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. He reminded me so much of, um, like, the senator that everyone was in love with. Yeah. In Red, White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, pretty much. But Alex is basically like, you're my mentor. Who I casted as Oscar Isaac. <laughs> oh my God. That's <laughs> I literally casted him and you're like, I'm right. I'm holding him. My my secret card. Someday I'll cast him. Right, right. Oh, he would be great in this though. Me. Olive gets an email saying that she has been accepted to do a talk at the conference that everyone will be going to. So it's this thing called SPD, I think. I don't know. It's this giant scientific conference that everyone goes to. I think they talk about it in Grey's Anatomy, which is the only reason I knew an inkling of what they were talking about. It's basically this huge thing and undergrads almost never get picked to talk. And she's been asked to be in a panel that also has faculty. So this is a huge thing for her. And she is traumatized because this means that she's going to have to publicly speak in front of people. And that is the bane of Olive's, mm-hmm. Olive's existence is public speaking. she stammers sometimes. Yes, because she stammers and she doesn't like being in public. And God, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. This sends Olive in a downward spiral because she hates public speaking <laughs> and has a full panic attack. She has a full panic meeting with her counselor, whom, of course, tells her that she'll be fine, that she'll help her practice. And she's like, she won't. Well, she can't be there because that's the teacher who's retiring. So she's like, oh, I wish I could be there. But then she asks Olive, the angel sent, the secret angel, asks Olive if she can record it so she can hear it later. Secretly doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so after having, which I love, one of my favorite lines comes out of this meeting with her because she's like, what do I always tell you? And she's like, don't break this thing. And she's like, no, the other <laughs> thing I always tell you. And she's like, oh, hold yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man. Yes. And she's like, yes, but even more because you're not mediocre. And I was like, I, I love want it. that on like a mug, on a bumper sticker. Right. I want it everywhere. Everywhere. Can we put it on a t-shirt? Pencils? Something. 
Yes. So she goes outside and kind of has another mini meltdown and she bumps into Ann and Malcolm and gives them the news. They too are excited and proud, but know that this is going to send Olive like in a panic because of her public speaking. So of course they offer to help her as well. Like Ann's like, we will practice until you know it by heart. Malcolm's like, you can practice on me too. Like we'll work on everything together. Like they're like, we're going to be here for you. So Olive begins to tell them that they should get their rooms and everything booked. And it turns out that they all got rooms already and that she would just have to be with Adam because, you know, boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So Ann's like, oh, well, it's be my first trip with Jeremy. And Jeremy has a room that's already paid for because of the fellowship that he's in. Because I guess Jeremy's a little older than them. And then Malcolm got roped into a room with like three other people, which side note from my anime fans one of the names she puts that malcolm is going to be rooming with is named hikaru which if you've ever seen oran high school host club it's one of the twins this his name is hikaru so had like a little fangirl moment of that which i wonder if that's what she meant to do with that exactly. such an obscure name that exactly right that she just dropped that in and the other two names are like jess and cole mm-hmm. it's like jess cole and hikaru and i was like you don't say. I mean, if I ever wrote a book, for sure, I would just be throwing in some oh. Azuko, you know? like A Levi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've all pretty much got their room settled, and Ann's like, well, this would be way cheaper for us, and Jeremy pointed out that you'd probably just want to go with Adam anyways, and she's like, oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> like, because obviously Adam would have a room because he's amazing and a doctor, so he'd probably be there, and he'd probably have a room already set up, which he does, so... <laughs> She bumps into Adam and tells him all about her predicament. Adam tells her that she is more than welcome to stay with him, and since his room has two beds, she tries to ensure him that there will no way (laughs) possible that there will be two beds. And she's like, no, no, it'll just be one. And he's like, I have the confirmation email. I can send it to you. It says two doubles. And she's like, I don't care what that says. There will only be one. There's always only one. And he's like, what on earth are you talking about? And she's like, nothing, nothing that you would understand. (laughs) To give her, like, a boost of confidence, almost called him Alex, Adam tells her about the time that his old mentor made him do a talk that he wasn't prepared for and goes on to tell Olive that he didn't like him very much because he was brutal and now Tom has taken over his job. In parentheses, red flag. Mm -hmm. Adam literally talks for, like, a good minute or two about how ridiculously mean and, like, abusive this guy is. And then he's like... And then Tom took over his job. Mm-hmm. So you mean this Tom asshole. Tom was his favorite. Right. This asshole chose Tom to take up his position. Mm-hmm. Red flag. When Olive laughs, saying that Autumn sounds just... Adam. Adam sounds just like him. She can tell she struck a chord in him because he ensures her that he is nothing like him. And she's like, you literally just use the word brutal to describe him. And I can guarantee that I can go find 10 people that would use the same word for you. And he's like no and he kind of get like he gets all freezes up and she's like uh-oh and she's like oh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to and he's like it's fine <gasps> is he supposed to be palpatine oh my god is he? <laughs> i just thought about like an abusive man <laughs> who makes you go do shit that you're not prepared for i mean for. yeah i pictured tom as um freaking what's his name donald gleason weasley yeah red I mean, hair hand me down must be a weasley yeah <laughs> Yeah. Is he Palpatine or is he Snoke? Oh, probably Snoke then. Right? I mean, well, Snoke is Palpatine. That is true. So it all boils down to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. That was great. You did it perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my God. I hope everyone that's listening has <laughs> Star Wars. 
I imagine. Has so. your sister seen Star Wars? Yes. Oh my oh, god. I hope, like, Aaron. I hope that brought you so much joy. <laughs> we were raised on Star Wars. It's like fifty percent of our personalities. The other That's fifty is true. Harry Potter. I mean, come on. That is very true. Ah <laughs> oh, man, that brings me back to one of our my favorite Star Wars memories is when we saw um, the Last Jedi for the first time, and I looked at you and I was like, "You do realize this is the first Star Wars movie that we've seen before our fathers." Oh, right. And we were like, oh, my God, (laughs) and had like a mind blown experience because our fathers obviously saw the first ones before we did Mm -hmm. because we weren't even a figure of existence. My parents first date. Oh, that's right. I'm so surprised they didn't name your brother Luke. I know. I couldn't name him Han. But they went with the next Mm. best thing. Terminator. Kyle. Kyle. My brother knows about the podcast, but Does he, he really? he'll ask, like, oh, are you recording today? Like, randomly, he'll just Aww. ask me questions. Do you think he secretly listens? No. Damn it. Well, I mean, I told him what it's called, and I've, like, shown it to him on oh. the Spotify app, but he doesn't. <laughs> no, he does not. Uh, well, we can only get one sibling to listen, but that's fine. Ba-ba-da-ba. Oh, that reminds me when um, Force Awakens was coming out. And I think your birthday was coming up or something. I think so. And we went to the Disney merch release oh, yeah. at like midnight. And I got you one of the Kylo Ren figurines because I'm like, she's going to yeah. love him. It's Adam Driver. And then- yeah. I took the pop you got me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You've bought me a lot of Kylo Ren things. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. And you bought me his little pop figure, like mm-hmm. his first one that ever came out. And I took him to the movie when we went to go see it. You bought him a ticket. He sat next to you. <laughs> Why don't buy him a ticket? His own I took a picture of him with my ticket, but I literally like took oh, him yeah. and he like sat in a little armrest while I watched the movie. That's adorable. Yes. Yeah, because you bought me the pop. It was that Christmas that the movie had just came out. You bought me the pop and Jane bought me the Baymax Sum uh, Sum, the big one. Oh, yeah. That was my Christmas. It was great. <laughs> just random Star Wars I'm memories sorry. thrown it throughout had this. to happen. I mean, if it's going to happen in any <sighs> book, this is the one. Yeah. So, yeah, he basically tells her that... uh. He had Adam tells Olive that he went through an experience like this where he was thrown into a talk that he wasn't prepared for. And she's like, did it end well? And he's like, absolutely not. But I learned things from it. (laughs) So he then offers to help her with her slides and they talk before getting her pumpkin sludge. (laughs) It's so cute. He's like, yeah, just send your slides and, you know, I'll help you with it. And she's like, no, it's okay. Like, I'm not one of your students. It's fine. He's like, it's fine. I'll help you with it. And it's just like, hmm, look at him, like, (laughs) offering up his help, even though he doesn't have to, Olive. Boyfriend duty. So the conference comes. Lo and behold, that there are two beds. <laughs> Olive gets the room, gets to the room, and notices that Adam slept on the bed closest to the entrance. So she starts to get ready for her talk by putting on her black wrap dress <laughs> that isn't long as long as she remembers it being. It Through a text in the washer. Yeah, it shrunk in the washer, and she's. I guess it used to hit her knees, but now it's like a few inches above her knees. Which a few inches above your knees is not bad. I know. I'm like, that's not really. I have some dresses that are a little bit. Exactly. Like it's not <laughs> terrible. Like my shorts are like that. Pretty much mm-hmm. all my shorts are a couple inches above my knee, and she's just like, oh my god. And she takes a picture to on, and on's like, it's still talk appropriate. Like you're fine. I don't know how they do it in Canada. How many? <laughs> do they have dress code in Canada schools? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, on tells her that it's still appropriate. Adam walks in and his jaw hits the floor and tells Olive that she looks nice. He's like, you look. And she's like, professional. And he literally, literally looks at her and goes, oh, that's not the word I was going to. Anyways, how are you? <laughs> like, full on, like, looks at her like, oh, my God. But she even acknowledges that he's, like, shocked. Yeah. She and even, then, she's yeah. like, yeah, he walks in and his jaw kind of falls open. Like, she points it out anyhow he like closes his eyes and like shakes his head like literally puts yeah. the thought like put that away put that away <laughs> and he's just I can't like look at you right now exactly Goodbye. um the two of them find out it's really funny because the entire time he's like 
uh, Olive asked him, like, will you come to my talk? And he's like, oh, do you want me there? Because remember, at this point, he thinks that she's in love with Jeremy. And she's like, yeah, well, like, if you want to come to my talk, like, I want you there. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then later on, she's like, are you still coming? And he's like, yeah, like, I'll go to your talk. And he's like, when is it exactly? And she's like, oh, thankfully, it's like right in the middle of the keynote speaker's talk. Mm. So hopefully everyone will be at that talk and no one will be at mine. <laughs> And Adam freezes and she's like, why? Why? Like, what's wrong? And he's like, um, and just then she notices his badge that literally says Dr. Adam Carlson, keynote speaker. <laughs> she's like, why didn't you tell me? And like he's kind like, of the whole reason I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> kind of the whole reason why they gave him a big ass room with double mm-hmm. beds and gave him a room for the whole weekend. And she even tells like he tells her beforehand that like, oh, I'm only going to be in the room with the same night as you as one night because I'm leaving to go do some meetings. I just love it because she's like, I can't be dating the keynote speaker. And he's, she's like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, I didn't really think anything about it. Like, he's like, if it makes you feel any better, it's not just me. There's two others. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, God damn it, Adam. She's like, you're a celebrity. What, yeah, what's basically. And it's so freaking funny. He tells her like, oh, I was in meetings with Tom for our grant. Just came back from lunch, came to like change or whatever to grab, oh, to grab his stuff for his keynote speech. <laughs> Her stomach growls and she's like, oh, I haven't really eaten anything today. And he's like, what? I didn't think that's possible like for you to not eat food. And she's like, shut the fuck up. And so that's when he pulls out a protein bar and tosses it to her. And he's just like, here, you need this more than I do. And later on, she looks at it and it's covered in chocolate. (laughs) So I'm just like, two things either happened. Either he has a box of them at home and he got it so he can try it to try to love chocolate because the woman of his dreams loves chocolate. Mm -hmm. Or he saw it in the airport and picked it up and was just like, Olive might be hungry later <laughs> and like put it in his bag and left. But I'm d- either way, the man had it in his bag and then tossed it to her and she's like, it's covered in chocolate. His love language is food. And that's because her love language is food. <laughs> so he just he just knows how to get to yeah. how to get to her heart is through her stomach. Pumpkin sludge and unicorn frappuccinos, which I like. I tried that unicorn frappuccino. It was disgusting. I would never unless it, it was, was given to me in a sample form. I would never try it. It was purple. I had to try it. <laughs> But it's disgusting. Lindsay's love language is purple. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a simple cow. Oof. Okay, so if you haven't read this book, uh, trigger warnings. Just saying mm. what about what we're about to get into. Not for a while, but it is going to happen. Um, there is a bit of sexual harassment in the workplace, kind of. I don't go too deep into it, but it is brought up. So just letting you guys know. I'll put it in the title too, probably. T.W. Yes, trigger warnings. If you haven't read this book, if you do, you know this is going, so bear with me. Olive gives her talk, and she's like, thankfully, there's only like a handful of people, and she (laughs) stammered a little bit. There was like one word that gave her a little trouble, and one slide looked not so good, (laughs) and it's really cute, because she's like, it looks better on my laptop. You're just gonna have to trust me, (laughs) and like everyone starts laughing, which kind of like lets her ease up a little bit, and she like gets into it, and she like has a really good time. Like, she loves it. And when she gets down, like her and Ann and Malcolm are like, oh my God, you were amazing. <laughs> and Ann's like, I had a vision of your future and you're going to be a kick-ass academic teacher. And she's Aww. just like, oh, thanks. And Malcolm's like, we should go celebrate for the one time she could pronounce that word correctly. <laughs> and she's like, shut the fuck up, asshole. Basically, tells her friends like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll catch up with you guys later. I just got to go grab my things and I'll meet you. Enter douchebag. Tom comes in and pulls a Hans from Frozen and shows his true colors and tells Olive that she's mediocre and that they does pull a Hans from Frozen. Yeah, full on. Like this is where he's like 
this is the chap by the fireplace that everything turns around and you find out what kind of a dick he is. <sighs> so it tells her that she's mediocre and the only reason why she got picked for this is because of Adam and he knows that she's like pretty much just fucking him to get to the top and she'll be sleeping with Tom too if she wants her science to go anywhere. And Olive runs away before he's able to do anything physical, thank the gods. So basically he corners her and tells her like, oh, you wore that dress for me and like you looked a certain way he for me. He tries to kiss her. Yeah, he like tries yeah. to like basically like, come on to her and says a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of nasty things that she's just like, what on earth? And he's like, and you're not going to be able to tell Adam about it because no one's going to believe yeah. you. And it is terrible and icky and if you have ever had to go through that i'm terribly sorry and i hate that human beings like that still exist shitty so yeah so adam finds her crying in the hotel room and goes into protective boyfriend mode quickly (laughs) asking her what is wrong like a thousand times and she's hurt you (laughs) yeah it's it's so cute because immediately he's just like hey what happened and she's like oh you're back and he's like what happened and like she keeps just trying to like prolong the conversation like trying to get him to change and the entire time the only thing coming out of his mouth is olive what happened and basically she lies to him again and says that she overheard people thinking about how mediocre her talk was and adam asks questions to try to figure out like who were they did you recognize them what's their badge number were they on your panel and i put in parentheses he even asked if the person was on your panel because to me the first time i read this and even more so like rereading it it's almost as if he's looking at her like was it tom Mm -hmm. because she like he literally looks at her and goes were they on your panel like looking at her like hmm and she's like no weren't on my panel i don't know who it was i didn't really get a good look i just overheard them saying that i was mediocre and that the only reason i got picked for this was because i'm dating you and kind of just like made her feel like shit it just made me really interested as to why he asked because it makes me think that like he knows tom can be like their old advisor and say shit like that Mm -hmm. even though he's like oh tom would never like earlier on he full-on tells her like tom would never just pick you because you're my girlfriend because he like fired his cousin one time and i'm like that's supposed to be a good thing i feel like if holden was there like happened upon her and she was crying it's like it was tom like immediately he oh, would just know no i'm sure i'm yeah. sure especially like knowing that she like he was on the panel with her mm-hmm. oh yeah because i don't know if i mentioned that tom's on the panel with her he's one of the faculty that she's supposed to be doing the panel with and she didn't even realize that they were on the panel together <sighs> slimy little rat poop he full-on tells her like there's no way you got picked for this talk because i'm dating you because the whole picking process is done blindly like they don't see names they don't know who did it they just say like yes we want this person to talk or no we don't want this person to talk and he says that because he knows firsthand because he's had to do it before he's like the whole process is blind so no one even saw your name on the talk no one knows that you're dating me he's like they just picked you because you're good he's like because you're good at what you do you're an amazing scientist and Kind of makes her feel, oh, they do talk about that, but that's right before sexy time happens. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, when Olive finally comes down, because she cries in his arms, she like hugs him and he just holds her there and like lets her cry it out. But it's fine because he doesn't like her. Doesn't he say like, I wish you could see yourself the way that I see you? He says something That's also before sexy time. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, finally gets her to calm down and he's just like all right knowing her love language goes we're going out for food he's like can you walk in those shoes we're going (laughs) they go walking around for a place to eat and olive has her heart set on conveyor belt sushi (laughs) and i love how he's like i am totally willing to go to an actual japanese restaurant and she's like but will the sushi move around me and he's like god damn it 
Then, because at first he makes a joke that she's an expensive date because, like, she'll eat everything or whatever. And then when they get to the sushi place, he's like, "No, I take it back. You're a disturbingly cheap date because it's all you can eat sushi for twenty dollars, and the fact that it's only twenty dollars scares him." Oh, Adam is reluctant, but there is literally nothing she can't get him to do. Like, sir, she talked you into getting flu shots. I think we <laughs> that ship has sailed if you're putting up any fight you to anything she wants. Your worst fear with her. Exactly. Uh, they make it back to the hotel room. Oh, which is so fucking cute because while they're in the elevator she oh, takes yes. off her high heels and he's like i thought you said they're okay to walk in she goes that was years ago but now i'm ready to chop off my feet and he's like hmm picks her up bridal style and walks her into the room and it's so fucking cute one of my favorite exchanges between the two of them because she's like you do realize that the door is only 20 meters away and he goes i don't know what you're talking about and she like makes a face at him he's like oh, we talk inches here canada <laughs> like in america we use I don't inches know what meters means. yeah he's like i don't know what you're talking about you're just talking gibberish to me i love it so yeah they make it back to the hotel room and olive conveniently it's just funny that the other tropey things don't pop in her head like after the one after she realizes there's two beds nothing about this night is very tropey like the fact that she conveniently forgets her pajamas so adam gives her one of his shirts what's it say like math ninja or science ninja science ninja or like ninja doctor or yeah. something. i think it's science ninja and he's like i didn't buy it like don't worry it's so cute she takes a shower and when she comes out his jaw drops again and olive even notices it again and he's like i'm so glad it fits he's and just like staring at her legs and looking away yeah because she's wearing his shirt and like knee-high like unicorn socks mm -hmm. and he's just like oh my god and she's like because she told him she just wants to like stay in and watch a movie and she's like just a movie where a horse doesn't die so he's like being fucking adorable and like googling things that he sees on netflix and typing in the title of the movie and dead horse and seeing which ones like bring up a red flag of a dying horse <laughs> and then he gets awestruck by olive being in knee highs and his shirt and that's it oh and she's dying because it smells like him like he slept in it the day before yeah mm -hmm. and it's adorable because he she's like well, what were you wearing and he's like nothing and she's like <gasps> he's like i'm kidding <laughs> like i have a white tank top underneath this like you're fine but little do they both know that indeed he wears nothing. Anyways, mm. Olive starts to let the shit that Tom said get to her. And Adam tells, oh, in her head, she knows it's Tom. Adam still doesn't know that it's Tom. But um, because she's like, oh, is your suitcase big? Like, can I come with you? And he's like, don't do that. Like, don't let them win. He tells her more abusive shit that his old advisor put them through. He tells her that, yes, he might be a hard ass. And he makes sure that his students know that the problems he has with is with their work and just about their work and not them as people because he wants to make sure that they don't tie their self-worth to what they produce which i thought was really fucking sweet but yeah so he tells her this to ensure her that just like don't let them win because even though like you're not mediocre but the science you're doing now has nothing to do with your self-worth like just because your science even if because he full-on tells her like your science is fine you're great but if your science was mediocre, he's like, it's just a science. It's not you as a person. Like, don't tie the two together. Yeah. There's totally separate things. Like, because he even tells her, like, I'm so hard about them on the science because the science can be changed. The science can be improved. He's like, but you as a person, like, that's personal stuff, like mm -hmm. personal growth. Like, you figure that out as a person. He's like, but I never want them to think that their self-worth is tied to what they produce as scientists. And I'm just like, <sighs> I hate that this man doesn't exist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can all men just read this book and please you know use it Pretty as your, please. your blueprint for <laughs> make this your bible <laughs> for many things <laughs> honestly <laughs> um olive apologizes for ever comparing the two 
And Adam continues to tell her that she is brilliant and that there is no way she was picked. Here it is. Yeah. Because she's his girlfriend because the picking process is blind. He promises her that she's here and gave the talk because she earned it on her own merit. This turns Olive on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Olive gets aroused. And after convincing Adam that she does, in fact, want to have sex with him, they go through a cute but bit of an awkward moment before they fully enjoy one another multiple times. Yeah, it's, like, adorable. Right. I do. It wasn't, like, too much. I was, like. Exactly. Yeah. But I do love how she kind of took a minute to let it be awkward because I feel like so many times they always are, like, oh, it reminded me of About Time when he like the first time he sleeps with rachel mcadams and she's like that was interesting because like your first time with someone is always weird and awkward because you're figuring it out together so it just reminded me and i love that she let it be awkward and let them kind of like figure it out Mm -hmm. before they're like oh okay here's how you're (laughs) supposed to do it oh my goodness i found that adorable so thank you because i feel like a lot of times in books it's like you know, Sarah J. Mass, the first time they have sex, and it's magical and yeah. mystical, and it's the only thing they want to do for the rest of their lives. There's and I'm a just golden like, halo around. <laughs> a light bursts from inside, and it's just like the mating bond. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I have a few things to say. Yes. So, his um, multiple times he asks her, like, is this okay? Multiple. Do you, multiple oh, times. you want to stop? Like, multiple times, like, giving her that way out, like, right? Yeah. And I do love because she's like, well, I said I wanted to do it. And he's like, yeah, I know that's what you said, but you, like, Did you, you change can your change. Mind? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my he God. He full on says, like, you can change oh. your mind. Like, it might feel good now, but it might not in a little mm-hmm. bit. So he's like, just let me know. Use this as Adorable. your Bible. Please, every man, read this book. <laughs> please. Just also, please. Also, what, what did he say? Pay attention, sweetheart. Oh. And I, like, mm-hmm. yeeted my book across the room. I was like, I can't read this anymore. Yeah, because, like, he's like, kissing her and his kissing hand tummy, yeah. yeah his hand goes to where she held or he held her the first time they kissed and she's oh. like oh you did that before and he's like what <laughs> i did what before <laughs> and she's like well, you held me there like the first time we kissed and he's just like oh <laughs> and then he's like here and here and she's like losing her goddamn mind and he's like pay attention sweetheart ah. and i was like <gasps> <laughs> i like i had to pause the audiobook and i was like um no were you listening to this in your car or like no i was at work i was at work with headphones in i was the only one at work because i do the overnights and i do the overnights by myself so i was literally just laying on the couch with my computer playing some youtube video and i was just like listening to it because it was just so good i couldn't stop and then Mm. when i knew where it was going i was like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh and then he says that shit and i was like oh my god because the entire time this man is so like kind of when it comes to olive is such a pushover you know what i mean it's very like whatever you want sweetheart sure and then this happens. He's like, pay attention, sweetheart. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, nope, 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 And usually, I was thinking it would be like a page or two. Oh, it yeah. just kept going. It it's was like, like a chapter. Chapters. Yeah, it was like, like four. chapter on. and a half. Yeah, I was like, whoa. I <laughs> okay. know. Okay, Miss Hazelwood. Right? I was like, ma'am. Amazing. So that was good. like the perfect sex scene. So. Right? Mm-hmm. Right, which is really funny. Um, side story. My friend, Kim, mm-hmm. also read this book. And she was on a plane to Chicago oh. with her boyfriend. Oh, no, and yeah. she had it on her Kindle. And there was like a spot where you could put your phone so you could like watch YouTube videos. So she just put her Kindle on there. And she was just like reading and would tap to the next page. And her boyfriend was sitting next to her. And she was reading these chapters and didn't realize her boyfriend was reading it too. And I guess he just looked over and goes, damn, that's a wild book you're reading. And she's like, oh, my God. 
She was like, oh, you're reading it too? He's like, oh my. She has some balls to be reading that like in public. In a plane. Well, I think she was against the window and her mm-hmm. boyfriend was next to her. So it's really like, she who else is going to read it? Or yeah, exactly. So it's just, it just made me laugh. Cause Take I guess, notes. Or honestly, <laughs> honestly, it just made me laugh because I guess he leaned over and was like, what book are you reading? And she was like, oh, it's about hi. science. Right. It's about science. <laughs> and human biology. <laughs> just believe me on that one, please. And anatomy of the female. <laughs> and the male. There's oh, yeah. that next chapter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I just love how she made it awkward because it is awkward. So it's just like, thank you. It is adorable. Because also there are parts when he's like losing his mind. Because right. we know that he's like in love with her. So Do you he's know just that like she crazy. has bonus chapters of this in his perspective? <clears throat> what? If you sign up for her newsletter, here you go, guys. Here's the juicy details. If you go to Allie Hazelwood's like website and sign up for her newsletter, she they'll send you the PDF to read the bonus chapters that are these chapters in his perspective. Okay. <laughs> Bridget pulls out her iPad. Sounds yeah, good. I think if you go to her Instagram, I think her bio leads you to it. Yeah, if you sign up for it, it'll be like... Mm. Here's the, you want Adam's like POV chapters? And I'm pretty sure it's these. It's the spicy scenes. That's why she makes you work for it. It's not just like some random one. It's it's these babies in his perspective. Fine by me. You may continue. I can okay. listen as I... <laughs> I am listening. Yeah, I hope I hope I just gave you guys all fun tips. But yeah. Thank you, pillow talk. Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. <laughs> When I tell you I obsessed about this book for like a whole, it was my hyper fixation for a good hot second. I found out everything. Their pillow talk consists of Adam talking about his childhood and learning two different languages growing up and how the only phrase Olive knew in Dutch because he was born in the Netherlands because his mom is was a ambassador for the Netherlands. Um, so he grew up, he was born there, grew up there until he was about, I think he says nine. And then they moved to Washington, D.C. where he meets Holden. So he knew Dutch. He said he thought in Dutch and Dutch was like technically his first language. And then he learned American, American English. He learned American. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, basically. Olive admits that she only knows one phrase in Dutch, which is I love you, which is really funny because she says uh, it. Oh, yeah. And it kind of like takes him a minute to figure it out. But when he does, like her eyes widen and he's just like, oh, my God, she just said I love you. And she's like, she quickly is like, oh, oh yeah, because yeah. it was on a poster from her roommate in undergrad because she had joined a sorority. And this girl had a poster of like, I love you in like 10 different languages. And it's so cute because she even makes a comment like, I don't know. That poster is stupid. Like, why would you need to know how to say I love you in 10 different languages? You barely need to know how to say it in one. And Adam's like, uh-huh. I just love that she says it and we get his reaction first. And we're like, what did she say? And then, right? Because yeah. his eyes widen. So and then she's like, oh, yeah, it means I love you. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so cute. I have it. It is done. Did you get the chapters? Yes. God bless. I haven't. Actually, I haven't read them yet. I will. Don't worry. But yeah. Our next episode will be about the chapters. <laughs> yes. Uh, Adam continues to tell her that there is a possibility that he will be moving to Boston as well, which is would be freaking cool if Tom wasn't such an ass and Olive didn't want her or Adam to be anywhere near that creep. Mm-hmm. So basically, he full on tells her like, oh, well, you know, I could join you in Boston. It's just so fucking cute because and he's just like, oh, I could get you acclimated into Boston because he went to Harvard for his undergrad and then he came to Stanford, I think is what it was. I can't remember. Now he's at Stanford. He was at Harvard because that's where he met Tom and well, that's where him and Holden met Tom. So he's like, I can show you some hiking trails that Holden and I used to go to. I can show you around Tom's lab because it was like his advisor's lab. So he knows his way around it. And she's like, oh, yeah, because in her head, she's totally not going anymore. She doesn't want to tell Adam. 
She doesn't want to tell Adam because she doesn't want to ruin this chance because he told her that this grant was like something that he had been looking forward to because he felt like he was in a rut with what he was doing at Stanford and with Stanford freezing his funds. He was kind of like stuck between a rock and a hard place. And this grant with Tom is the new fun, exciting thing that he'd been looking for. And she doesn't want to ruin that for him. And Olive doesn't realize that he's just making excuses as a reason to go to Boston to follow her. Exactly. Which (laughs) the magical Obi-Wan Kenobi Holden tells her later. So don't worry about it. The next morning, Adam has left for his meeting with Harvard and with Harvard and Tom. I don't know why I wrote that. Anyways, the Harvard, the board of Harvardies or whatever. Yeah, with Tom, whatever. And Olive is woken up by Ann and Malcolm bursting into the room to tell her that Holden and Malcolm hooked up and they are basically in love. It's the cutest fucking thing. It's It's so cute because he's just like, oh yeah, he was so dreamy and he's so cute. And I'm just like, it was so weird. And he's like, why do you keep on his butt? Yeah, he has dimples right above his back. And then Ann's like, oh my God, Jeremy does too. I just want to eat him. And Olive's like, oh my God, this is weird. So distraught moon. Right. Meanwhile, she's like downward spiraling inside because God forbid she tells anybody anything. Malcolm lets it slip that Holden told him about Adam's funds being unfrozen, which was the whole point of this fake dating thing to begin with. It then dawns on Olive that it is September 29th, the deadline. And for some stupid ass reason, she has it in her head that it is time to end things with Adam because she has yet to let him go so he can go be in Boston with douchebag and find real love. Literally, yep. she's like, oh, I'll just, I'll let him go. He'll go to Boston. He'll forget about me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he can pursue that girl that he was going crazy over. <laughs> oh, Olive. Olive and Pharaoh would be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> she goes to Adam's new hotel because Adam's like, oh, like, I'll be free for dinner if you want to come over and we'll have dinner. Like, I can show you around Boston. Maybe I can take you to Tom's lab. Yada, yada. I don't super care excited. I just really want to see you. Honestly, super excited, like puppy dog energy. And Olive's just like, Ugh, I hate every second of this. She goes to his new fancier hotel that Harvard has provided and breaks up with him. Not explaining to him why, other than that his fake relationship has done its job. And now there's no longer any need for them to be together. She full on is like, I know about your unfrozen funds. Like, Ann and Jeremy are super happy, so there's really no need to be about... And it's so cute, though, because she's, like... He makes a freaking joke about, like, oh, must have been, like, your sunscreen applying skills. And she's like, yeah, I should put that on my resume. And then as she, like, rattles off everything that she put on her resume, and she's, like, available immediately. And he's like, well, not, like, immediately, right? Like, maybe not, like, for a while. And she's Uh. like, no, I definitely think I should be available immediately. And he's like, what? And she basically like breaks up with him and it takes him, it takes it a bit for him to settle in. And he's just like, oh God. It's so heartbreaking when he like registers it. (laughs) Right. And then when she's walking away and he grabs her wrist and then he like stop, he like pulls his hand away. He's like, oh wait, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have touched you because you literally just said. You didn't want to be with me. Yeah. (laughs) And then she kisses him. Just talk to each other. God damn it. Honestly, this is a trope I hate the most. The miscommunication trope. I fucking hate it with every fiber of my being. But that's what makes the angst. (laughs) I don't fucking want angst. (laughs) But anyways. It's It's not that much for... It's... It's really not that much. I know. It's literally for like less than 24 hours that they're in this like angsty mood. It's not like fucking Sarah Dessen where it takes weeks. Weeks. It's really like one chapter and then Thank God. I know. Freaking Sarah Dessen, they'd mull over it for a week and then barely talk to each other. The Lullaby, my favorite Sarah Dessen book. Anyways. Mine is Just Listen. Ooh, ooh. Ouch. I would. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Listen. That's what, oh, that's what we should have done for February is talk about every Sarah Dessen book. <laughs> Let's do that. Though. I mean, whatever. I mean, we can do that down the road. It's fine. <laughs> we don't have any books planned for March, so. Ha ha. 
So he does grab her and full on tells her how extraordinary she is and that he thinks that she should tell Jeremy that he's in love with her and that it can't be too bad. And she's just like, this fucker still thinks I'm in love with Jeremy. And she's like, okay, bye now. Olive goes back to the hotel room to sulk. And she tells, I love this, because she tells Malcolm and Ann that like, oh, I'm hanging out with old college buddies all day. And Ann and Malcolm are like, mm, no. Like, who? Exactly. We are your old college We are buddies. your college buddies. Exactly. I'm sure Ann was like, If I mean, ever told you guys that, you'd be like, who? It's literally us. Like, <laughs> like, I am your college buddy. What are you talking about? <laughs> I also love how Ann's just like, from your sorority? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so she gets bombarded by Ann and Malcolm again. On gives her crap for not asking her about how her women in STEM went, like, the whole meeting. She's like, it's fine. I forgive you. And Olive's like, I'm so sorry. Like, how did it go? And On's like, beaming. She's like, it went great. And Malcolm keeps talking about Holden again. He's like, he wore this cute, like, powder blue button-up. And, like, oh, my God. So, earlier, uh, when she... Because when she comes back, she kind of, like, game plans about, like, what to do now. Uh, because Tom is obviously not going to work out. So Olive had emailed her advisor thinking of a new plan for her future, asking her to introduce Olive to a few new people because Tom tells her, she's like, yeah, well, because at one point, not Tom, Adam, Adam asks her like, why Tom? And she's like, well, Tom was the only one that answered me back because you guys don't reply to students. And he's Mm -hmm. like, that's because we get emails from students, probably like 200 students a day. He's like, if I were you next time or like in the future, he's like, I would ask your advisors to send the emails because advisors will read each other's like advisors emails before they read students. So that's exactly what she does this time. She asks her advisor, the woman who's, I forget her name. I'm sorry. It's something I can't pronounce very well. Aslan. So. It was Dr. Aslan. Oh, no, it's Auslan. Or Auslan. That's how they pronounce it. But oh, okay. her first name is like Archigold or something like that. I can't remember. I didn't write it down because I was like, oh, I'm going to butcher the crap Side out of this. Side note, I pictured Jodie Foster for that. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Canon. She's barely there, but. <laughs> right. It's fine. Basically, her advisor did send stuff to people. For a few people, that would be, like, her new Tom. So, like, people that also work in it. But, obviously, this email is now coming from her advisor. So, it would look nicer. Her advisor got back to her quickly. And Olive decides it's a good idea to edit down her speech and to send it to her advisor like she had asked. So, which one of the advisors that answers back is from Berkeley, which is in California. So, she doesn't have to move. Anyways. <laughs> so, she thinks it's a good idea. She's like, well, she did this thing for me. And it's, like, already working. And she's like, oh... I should edit my email or edit my speech for her. And she notices that it's a little bit longer than her talk. And she's like, that's weird. I wonder what this is back here. All of a sudden, Tom's voice and all the nasty things he has said to Olive begin to play in the room. On and Malcolm quickly shut up and ask her what the hell happened. Because they're just like, what was that? And she's like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And On immediately is like, I know that voice. That was Tom. What the fuck happened? And I was like, <laughs> there is one little tidbit I'd like to point out when i was like reading reviews about this book after i'd read it someone did say that they kind of wish that there was no proof of the sexual harassment and people just believed the victim without there being like physical proof because in real life no one like accidentally records this shit when it happens Mm -hmm. and though i do agree i think the way she handled it is more of like if the evidence never existed like if this moment never happened olive would have just gone about her life and never said anything about it so like this moment is the only reason like why anything was said so it's not just like if she ever came out and told people like hey this happened i do think at least on would believe her Mm -hmm. um and i would like to believe that adam would believe her and maybe at least ask tom about it and i don't know how that would have have believed her yeah but someone did point that out and i was like "Ooh, i get what you're coming from but i don't think that's how she handled it 
And because somebody else also put, I like how she handled it. So I was just like, oh, I don't know. But the way I feel about it is just like if On and Malcolm didn't hear it, Olive would have never said anything about it to begin with. So the only reason why anything's being done is because her friends are like, no, no, you have to do something. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, Olive comes clean about everything and like literally everything. After telling them about Tom, Malcolm breaks down the whole fake dating thing to On and she can't believe it. And she swears that Adam and Olive are crazy for each other and that it was all real. I'm so glad that it happened this way, like this reveal, because I was so worried there was going to be a stupid like friendship like deal breaker. I was like, you lied to me, blah, blah, blah. Like I thought that's what was going to happen. Oh, like on being like, yeah. I can't believe you. Yeah, because yeah. that's totally like a trope that happens with right. something like this, like, you like lied a fake to me. whatever. Yeah, that would have pissed me off. Yeah. So I'm I think, really glad that did not happen. Right. I think this happened because on was kind of like, you would. Like <laughs> yeah. all the crazy stupid shit that Olive would do. Like yeah. you would fake date someone that no one on this earth should date and all for me like damn you must actually love me also i love this moment because on was like but you sat on his lap and olive's like because you made me but you applied sunblock because you made me and then you kissed him because you made me she's like do you see the pattern and she's like but I just thought you two look so good together. And I just He's always looking at you and you're always looking at him. Like, yeah. And Olive's like, yeah, well, most of the things that happened in my relationship were because of you. (laughs) I love it so much. I also love how they always get into arguments about like, wow, what will on do next? Like, do you think she'll make us get fake married or fake do a mortgage and fake signed papers? And I was like, I I hate you both. On also tells Olive that she has to tell Adam to do something about Tom because it was sexual harassment and he must be stopped. Olive refuses because she doesn't want to ruin things with Adam or ruin Adam's chances of being happy with this new research. Malcolm suggests that they ask Holden for advice because he's like, oh, if only there was this third party member that would be neutral and could help you out, Olive. And she's like, yeah, where are we ever going to find someone like that? And he's like, I don't know, my new boyfriend. (laughs) So she goes to Holden magical fairy godmother obi-wan kenobi (laughs) she goes to holden and holden explains why he doesn't trust tom and it was just like always very fishy how basically the advisor hated adam but the advisor would always like weirdly know when something bad was happening with adam like in his research and he would always know how to like exploit it And then Tom would just randomly, conveniently come in to save the day. So in Adam's eyes, he was like a hero and be like, oh, he'd take a lot of crap so I wouldn't have to. And to Holden's eyes, Holden would be like, that's fishy. Highly suspect. (laughs) Highly, highly. Red flag number like 52. But, you know. Mm -hmm. When Olive asks about if she should or should not show Adam advice about how Tom really is, uh, Holden tells her that he can't answer that for her. But he's like, I will tell you three things. (laughs) One... Adam is a scientist and likes facts. Basically, that's what it boils down to, to what he says. He's just like, you know, because like, you're a scientist yourself, that it's hard to like grasp at things that aren't there. But if you have actual evidence, he'd probably believe you. Two, Adam is the main man of this collaboration and Tom is replaceable. So basically what Adam brings to the table is way more important than what Tom could bring. Like basically it's only happening at Harvard because Tom already has the lab. But basically the main like show, like one man show is Adam. Yeah. Tom inherited his stuff. Yeah, and much. Adam built his from the ground. Yep. And it's so cute because Holden even says, like, sometimes I think he forgets how great of a scientist he is. And I'm like, huh, can not relatable, right, Olive? Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then three, Adam has been asked to go to many, many schools, including Harvard before. But this is the first time he's ever said yes to even interview with them. And it's only after Olive has said that she's going to Boston. Da-da-da. But he doesn't like her, so it's fine. 
So Olive decides to tell Adam, but of course, nothing is ever easy for this girl, and Adam is currently having a meal with Tom and some Harvard peeps when she gets a pep talk from her Uber driver, which oh, was yes, the amazing. cutest thing. Then the Uber driver's like, are you going to throw up in my car? And she's like, I don't know, maybe. And then she's like, well, can you not tell this person this thing? No. Well, then I guess you have to tell this person this thing. And she's like, go get him. And like... Uh, you better give me five stars. Right? <laughs> you better give me a goddamn good review. It's the cutest shit. Free therapy sesh. Honestly. Adam sees her and excuses himself from the table to go talk to Olive. Tom follows like the ass that he is. And things are getting kind of heated. And Tom's like, oh, this girl knows nothing. And Olive just plays the recording. Jesus, Olive. And I know. It's like, whoa. <laughs> and she right? just like okay. plays it. And Adam's just like, excuse me? And this man. I love it. Goes feral. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And Farrell on his ass telling him if he says one more thing about the woman he loves, he will kill him. So basically, there's this whole commotion. The Harvard heads come up and are just like, what's going on? And Adam's like, oh, we need to go back down and sit and have another talk because and basically gets the ball rolling on a Title IX complaint that is actually going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full circle. Uh, right, 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 right. Oh, when he has Olive send him mm -hmm. the recording. He's like, send that to me now. And I'm like, oh, little baby. She flies home with Malcolm, uh, but they wait for their men at SFO. Oh, wait, doesn't he say something like, I'm going to take care of this, and then I'm going to take care of you? Yeah, something, uh, something adorable. <laughs> and then the chapter ends. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's like, don't worry. I'll now you're on this. the plane? Yeah, oh. and then she's on a plane with Malcolm, and he's like, oh, Holden sent you a message. And she's like, Holden? He's like, well, it's actually from Carlson. Basically saying, I lost my phone charger, which is funny because he forgot it at the hotel, and Autumn brought it back. Autumn. God damn it. Olive brings him the phone charger, like, when she breaks up mm -hmm. with him. So I'm like, did he, like, throw it or something? Like, did something happen he to it? He set it on fire. Right? <laughs> he was just like, this goddamn phone cord. <laughs> and, like, threw it away or threw it across the room and it broke. And that's why he doesn't have it. Because he says he misplaced it. But I'm like, Olive literally gave it to you earlier that day, my friend. So what are you talking about? <laughs> but anyways, so they wait for them at SFO. Which I was like, oh, my God, I've been there. <laughs> Um, while I waiting, out of Oakland, I never saw SFO. Oh, I loved it because the BART would stop right in the airport. You'd get off and go through the door, and boom, you're in the airport. It was fantastic. While waiting, Olive gets some emails from her advisor about some of the responses she's gotten from her future new Toms that would be way better. And one of them is at Berkeley, so it's in still in the state of California, so she doesn't have to move. And neither does he. Uh, the four of them go out to eat, which is painfully hilarious for Olive and Holden, since their men don't particularly like each other. But it ends up being an okay meal. And then uh, uh, Adam walks <laughs> Olive back to her house, and they're, like, talking. And then Olive, like, adorably and cheesily so, says, I love you in Dutch to Adam at mm -hmm. the very end. And basically, you know, sunshine, rainbows, puppies, hearts. It ends well. And then there's an epilogue, the most cheesiest epilogues of epilogues, but I fucking love it. Basically, she's like, nope, stand, stand right here. Oh. <laughs> and then looks the, like looks at her watch and goes, wait for it. Wait. Okay. And that like in the exact moment, I think it's one year later, mm -hmm. in the exact moment at the exact spot where they first like randomly pulled over and kissed, <laughs> they kiss again. And it's just like, stop. She's like, there's no way you know the exact time. She's like, I ran tests and I have theories. I right. made charts. Like, this is the time. <laughs> She's like, I have it literally all written down in my notes. This is exactly the time that I came out here to do this. So this is exactly what it happened. And he's like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because I'm like, Adam, I'm sure you remember everything, so don't even. Oh, and at the dinner, doesn't our like sweet Obi-Wan Kenobi Holden 
He's like, yeah, you were the girl that he was in love with, like, this whole time. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah, I think I think Holden drops the whole, like, mm-hmm. bathroom thing because oh, yeah. Holden's like, oh, yeah. He, well, I don't know if he says, like, you were the girl, but he's like, yeah, the girl in the bathroom, like, crying with her expired contacts or some shit like that. He's like, oh, yeah, he met a girl, too. He's a girl in oh, a bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of, like, looks at him like, what? Or... It, like, confirms, whatever he says confirms her being, like, oh, my God. Yeah, and she's, like, that was you? And she, like, looks at him, and he's, like, I tried to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) A couple times. She's, like, well, I suspected it was you, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. If my hypothesis was correct. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, like, the walk home that you talk about it. And she's, like, so you were a bathroom guy. And he's, like, yeah, kind of, sort of. Which I just, that's another thing I thought it was weird because... It's like, so you're telling me that he pined over this girl for two years that he knew the name of and never told Holden her name? Because I think it would have been really cute if Holden would have been like, Olive? You're Olive? And her would have been like, yeah, why? And Adam just be like, shut the fuck up. Don't fucking say anything. Well, probably because he knew how Holden, how Holden was, so right? And so didn't never... say anything. But it's just like, you're yeah. telling me that your like, gay best friend didn't try to peel that off of you for two years? Two years? He just let it lie? I just love it when he's telling her all the things that he, like, noticed about her. Like, her... Didn't she have, like, a Trekkie slideshow? Like, she put something... Something like that. Some Trekkie reference, and he was like, that was awesome. And and he's like, oh, and then at the other, um, like, barbecue or something, you were... Been keeping tabs, right? Yeah, he's been, like, noticing her. And at the barbecue or whatever, they, um... She was playing freeze tag with some kids oh, yeah, and they were with obsessed the with her and he, yeah i just imagine like sitting there like just watching like this like sitting there like talking to someone and just noticing her like out of the corner of his eye and him just being like oh there's olive uh, yes. oh i forgot about that yeah oh little babies my heart is full of butterflies and emotions honestly goddamn adam carlson fuck. So, like, <laughs> do I have to ask who our favorite and least favorite characters I, are? No. No. Okay. Yeah, because it's Adam. obviously Adam and Tom. Yeah. Okay. Your favorite part? We don't mm, need to talk about least favorite part. Okay. We all know what that is. The, not the morning after, but, like, the middle of the night after. <laughs> when they're just talking and it's just really sweet. Mm, their pillow whole, talk. Yeah. yeah. That is really cute. They're just, like, I remember. And talking. It's He's so like, adorable. She, like. They start kissing again, and he mm-hmm. like gets on top of her, and she's like, "God, you're heavy," and he's like, "Oh, sorry," and she's like, "No, don't leave." And he's oh, like, yeah, "Man, you really are a cover hog," and like she makes a comment about, or he makes a comment about like, "Oh, because she tries to get off, she tries mm-hmm. to like leave the bed," and he's like, "No, no, 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 stay," mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, you don't want your own space," and he's like, "God, no, <laughs> like stay here, please," and Just he's like, the "Banter." There was like no more barriers yeah. between us. Adorbs. And she tells him, she's like, "Oh, I think I might be a cover hog," and he's like, "That's fine, I run warm," and he's like, "Plus, someone says I look like I." and she's like oh who are they tell me who they are now i will avenge you and he like puts his cold glass on her neck and she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry like you don't snore and you sleep like a prince and he's like damn right oh, and yes, i love that's it that's probably my favorite <laughs> what about you um probably <laughs> any moment where he's like blatantly obvious about his feelings and olive's just like huh interesting he doesn't like me yeah so like he's staring at my legs a lot yeah it's nothing like literally <laughs> probably like when she wears the dress and he's just like oh god <laughs> he's like that's not the word i would use but anyways or like when he's like oh like there could be worse things than you rubbing sunblock on me or like oh it's totally fine you can sit on my lap it's totally fine <laughs> yeah. like just those moments where olive's like oh my god he's so fucking annoyed with me by now he doesn't want to be next to me or when and they're at like, the the sushi restaurant <laughs> oh and they're my like god. talking and laughing and they just like sit there staring at each other and then she's like 
uh, we're looking at each other a long time. I'm gonna look away. <laughs> also, there's a moment where um they look at someone and he's she's like, oh, do you think they're on a oh, fake yeah. date? And he's like, um, he's like, oh, I thought fake dates only per- like only have like sunblock and <laughs> like what was it sunblock and like lap sitting and she's like no only the best ones yeah. and he's like well i could definitely recommend it to people and she's just like oh okay anyways i just love all the inside jokes right and that we're in on the inside jokes right you know? and pretty much anytime he calls her a smart ass oh yes <laughs> it's a pet name so cute it's so cute he's like all right smart ass or anytime she's just like oh because he's during sexy time he like tells her like <laughs> oh my god you're so delicious and she's like that could probably be an insult since you only drink like tap water and eat boiled broccoli. And he's just like, shut up. I'm trying to seduce you. <laughs> I'm trying to be alluring. Like, God damn it all. Sir, you are. <laughs> Believe me. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just this whole book. Meh. So um, what was the other movie or TV show? I mean, movie. Yeah. This could easily be like a really good movie. That's why I like hint, hint, Netflix. <sighs> I feel like this is right up netflix like rom-com alley mm-hmm. they make really good rom-coms i'm just saying they do okay what else i think that's it all right mm-hmm. sort them yep adam hufflepuff really yeah you don't think he's a ravenclaw mm, i mean i feel like all of them could be ravenclaws that's true because they have to do with, with how parents. freaking adorable he is and like because loyal sweetheart oh just a lot of things that he did i was like if that ain't a secret hufflepuff Cause I always thought he'd be a Gryffindor if he wasn't a Ravenclaw, just because yeah. with him it's like your science is shit. Redo it. Yeah. And a Hufflepuff <laughs> would be like, well, I think Olive is more of a Hufflepuff than he is, because Olive's mm-hmm. the one that's just like, oh, da, 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 da. yeah. And Olive's very like, but you're hurting their feelings. Stop. Be nice. And he's just like, no. Oh yeah, well that's true. I think with Olive he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. But Which I feel like is totally like Gryffindor slash Ravenclaw tendencies, yeah. like with their significant other just like melt like that. a puddle of chocolate. Yeah, but definitely a Gryffindor trait to be like blunt and kind yeah. of brutal with how you deliver things. Exactly. Oh, that's that's why I totally thought that he'd be a Gryffindor because he's like when it comes to like his work that he takes very mm-hmm. seriously, he's very like, no, yeah, that's shit. Do it again. But also very like chivalrous and being like, but it's not has anything to do with you or your self worth. Your science is just shit. <laughs> You're a fantastic person. Your science? No. Yes. <laughs> valid. All valid points. Not Gryffindor. a Slytherin, though. No, 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 no. Uh, not a Slytherin. Because he's not cunning at all. No. <laughs> he's just very, like, blah, blunt as fuck. Tom, however. Tom. Squib. Snivelly little, you know. Yeah. Squib. squib. Not worthy of Hogwarts. Yeah. Olive? I would say Hufflepuff. Yeah, Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Right. On is a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I think On's a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. Malcolm's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you kind of acknowledged it. Like, the Hufflepuff best friend is just like, yeah. <laughs> well, also, leave it to a Hufflepuff and be like, how dare you not tell me about your relationship? And I had to find it out through so-and-so who found it from so-and-so. Yes. Instead of just being like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love yep. it. But also tries to get her to tell him by baking her goods. Like, baked goods. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Also, he's always cooking. He's always in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, he is. So, hair for perf. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot about Jeremy. Jeremy. What's his Jeremy. face? <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> What's his face? To put yeah, him in Hogwarts house? I really house? don't know much about I him. I don't know. He's not. He's, like, barely there. But. Yeah. Um, Holden. Holden. Gryffindor. Holden's a, oh. Yeah. Yep. I feel like it would be very Gryffindor of him to be like, I don't like you. Yes. And be very <laughs> blunt about it. Like, can we gag him and put him in the trunk? Very quick assumptions about people. That's true. 
also be able to like clock someone though like that just like yeah. someone walking around and be like that guy's suspicious i don't like, like him they have bad morals do not like them exactly <laughs> like that's suspicious i don't like I don't it know. nope i feel like that's very gryffindor to be like mm. yeah yep yep i think that's all of them um, no that's right? it yeah yeah Thank you, Allie Hazelwood. I have your other books in pre-order. Right. I subscribe to your newsletter. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Ah, yes. I can't yes. wait. I'm going to read them chapters. tonight. <laughs> Go home and then scream and tell me what it's all about. Yes. Fantastic. All right. Are you currently reading anything? I'm reading People We Meet on Vacation. It's another rom-com. I'm on a rom-com binge right now. It's adorable. <laughs> I just, yes, Highly recommend. I love Excellent. it. I'm also listening to the audiobook of Akatar, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I've ever heard it. So, yeah. <laughs> the only way I've ever gotten told that story is through mm-hmm. audiobook. What about yeah. you? What are you reading? I just finished Rule of Wolves. Finally, my heart mm-hmm. is broken, but yet put back together mysteriously. Meh. Did you suffer, but you're happy about it? Yes. Mm. Yes. There is one thing that I'm like very upsetty spaghetti about, but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's a minor detail. Meh. But anyways. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. I'll Sadly, no one knows what I'm talking about. But anyways. <laughs> but I think the next book I'm going to read is uh, House of Sky and Breath. Yes. Yes. I'm buying Crescent City tomorrow. 2. Yes. I'm going to Barnes & Noble to buy it. I just I used my February the... Audible credit to get it. So yes, It'll be the next one that I'm reading. Yeah. Because I will not be spoiled. Honestly, I'm like, listen, TikTok. <sighs> listen, book talk. Don't ruin this for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be our next thing that we cover, though. It's a chonky one. For sure, that'll be a <sighs> That'll two-parter. take me a while. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's going to have to be. I could do Throne of Glass. I think that's I what will, I have on the schedule. But... I will have to reread that because I read that years ago. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see whatever ends up happening. I did recently read It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, and I'm still upset about <laughs> it. But she I'm wasn't gonna... kidding when she said she's on like a, a binge of yeah contemporary. God damn that book. <laughs> I'm so like... Uh. I love it so but much. But we're getting the second one. I'm so excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally, like I finished it two days later. She dropped it that she was releasing a second one. And right. It's been years. Yeah, because so you put it on our Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And I highlighted it in the highlight of you. Mm-hmm. I made a highlight for both you and me. Well, that's another thing I kind of wanted to drop. I don't know if you've made it this far into the podcast. <laughs> but um, since it is 2022, I think it's to like, thought of refresh you guys and drop our Instagram. We're mainly, I'm mainly uh, more active on Instagram. I keep telling myself I want to get better at TikToks, but then just don't find the energy to do it. That's hard. TikTok's very hard. And like editing on a little phone, I'm like, how do you people do this? But anyways. I got a new laptop, so I think oh, I can there we go. Yeah. But yeah, in case you guys are wondering, a lot of our shit happens. Oh, people are already making fucking Crescent City art. Get, Get out of here. <laughs> it's A T O S A D podcast. So just a tale of sorting and dream cast, but there's no C. So it's just Atto Sad Podcast. So yes. And that is, I think that's our handle for pretty much everything, for Instagram, TikTok. But if you find our Instagram, and we do have a link tree that will take you to all the other places that we have stuff. But we are mainly super active. Well, not super. We're active Mostly. on Instagram. So yeah, I just thought I'd drop that because we haven't talked about that at all this year. I think mostly podcasts promote that at the end of every episode, but whatever. (laughs) At the end of every episode, but here we are. At this point, I think it's like it's safe to assume that whatever you're listening to has other brands, right? Like has podcasts, and you guys will go find us. Plus, I think a lot of you are probably like have found us through Instagram. Mm -hmm. We now have like 101 followers, which to me is oh my god, (laughs) because for a while we were kind of just like stuck at like 60, 
And then all of a sudden, like I went on a following spree and just followed a whole bunch of creators. And I turned around and we had 101 followers. And I was like, oh, well, hello there. I like barely have 100 on my actual <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. that's that's a lot for me. So thanks, guys. If any of you, well, I hope you guys follow us and then listen. But yeah, if you guys are found us from Instagram, hello and welcome to this thing that we do on the internet. Right. <laughs> Whenever we feel like doing it. So mm, are you watching anything? Oh, well, yes. Oh. I am in the middle of re-watching uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel because mm. the fourth season just came out. But I'm very sad because they had mentioned, because there's a character on there named Lenny Bruce who is based off of an actual guy and he died at a very young age from a drug overdose. And they are kind of hinting that they're going to start going towards that route with this new Great. season. And I love the actor that plays him. Oh. I think he's adorable and I just love the character so much. And I'm just like... I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. So, but yeah, well, that's what I'm watching. That's a great show. It's I binge it whenever show. it's out, like the whole season. Yeah, so it. far only episodes one and two are out for the four seasons. So I kind of put a halt on that because mm-hmm. I'm about halfway through season three and I'm like, oh no. Are you watching anything? I'm finally watching Euphoria. Oh, yes. I'm almost done with <laughs> season one. Yes. Um, I love that show so much. God damn. <laughs> it's like a lot. Oh, don't. I'm like, <laughs> what? A lot High now. school. Also, okay. I love the face you just made. It was great. I acknowledge this with Lindsay already. So many penises. So many. Like within the first episode, I saw like 20. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But yeah, it made me laugh because they all look the same. One of the newer episodes, it's about like Nate's dad's uh, background or like his origin story pretty much. And like it literally opens up with a shot of a man of full frontal nudity. And I was watching it with my friend Kim. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, I totally <laughs> forgot this was on HBO. Like, I wasn't expecting yeah. full frontal nudity. When and I, I was just like, to, like, finally watch it, I thought it was on Netflix. I just assumed everything's on Netflix. And I'm like, where the fuck True. is it? And then I'm like, oh, it's on HBO. Oh, it's on HBO. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, Here we go. Yeah, we were watching it. And it was just like, boom, opening mm-hmm. scene with a penis. And I was like, ah, HBO, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Another thing, side tangent. So we went to school in L.A. County. We like, did. L.A. County School District. We had dress codes. Do they not have dress codes at this school? They just don't care about that anymore I in the modern day? I don't think so. I don't I think this school is... I'm like... <laughs> the fact that they're in high school is just like a plot line. Like, I, I never got dress code, but like some girls would get dress code for wearing like a fucking spaghetti strap and they'd right. have to wear an ugly PE okay, shirt Moxie. the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. I watched it finally. Yay! Did yes. you like it? I loved it's it. So good. It's so, so cute. fun. I basically watched it to see. Your Is he Henry. not Henry? He's, He's fucking, fucking Henry. Henry. I was like, Thank stop. You. It's so cute. <laughs> but yes, LA County, and I know they're in LA somewhere. Right. Also, what parties are these? Are they going to? I've never and seen a party like that in my life. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I wasn't invited to those. Definitely not my high school party. Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. also in marching band, so. I was in color. I did not have a like a clique or I had a group of friends, but we weren't like a clique of bands, skateboarder, whatever. Oh no, we were, I was definitely like with the band kids or the so drama kids. I was not in that. <laughs> mm, the drama kids. I don't know. I never clicked with the drama kids, but we weren't like clicky. We just happened to be because we were all spending so much time together because of band. Mm. It's just like we all just became friends. Euphoria. That's what I'm watching. Yeah, I'm making my way through that. Oh, it's such a good show. Get ready to fall in love with Zendaya like the rest of us have. Oh, I've always loved Zendaya. (laughs) Zendaya. (laughs) Zendaya. Yes. Yes. And Stormreed. She's in there. Oh, yeah. My Aiko. 
also the guy casted for Wylan. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Randomly in it, his character's adorable. Okay, good. I'm like, don't disappoint me. No, like, no, no. All his the character, men in here, just his like, character is oh. adorable, but what's happening to him is kind of sad. But oh, great. You'll see. A lot of people yeah. I've casted from that show. Do you know? I mean, I kind of told you I thought Fez was my favorite character. Yeah. I kind of really like Maddie. Oh, I, Maddie <laughs> is like she's. She's interesting. She's yeah. a, a I don't badass. agree with her decisions, but I also no, like I don't agree with anyone's decisions. The whole point no. of the show. <laughs> but I'm kind of, like I respect her. Like, right? I she's fear fuck, her. Right? I respect her. She's amazing. So, yeah. She's amazing, but also she has these moments where she says these really profound things and I'm like, oh, "Maddie." And then she's like, "But I love Nate." And I'm like, "Maddie." Yeah, every time it goes back to Nate, I'm like, "Hey." Right. But it's ridiculous. Yeah. Good show. I like it. I see what the hype is about. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Now that we've been rambling on for two plus hours. No, oh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Hopefully when I edit it down, it won't be as long. But okay. whenever I do a book thing, it's always two plus hours. Because even though I talk <laughs> a thousand miles per minute, somehow, it still takes know. forever. But we'll see when I edit it down. What it's- You're more detailed than me. I kind of condense everything. And it's funny because I still cut a lot out. But it's funny because I cut a lot out when I'm writing it down. But then when I'm writing it down, I remember all the little details. So I bring up the little details anyways. It's so funny because like I'll look at your notes and they're in bullet points. Mm -hmm. And if you look at mine, they're in paragraphs. Like mine looks like an essay. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. But then yours is just like bullet point. And I'm like, yeah. But then I see like you'll read it and then you kind of look away and you just kind of speak. And you just it's all in your brain. I'm like, whoa. Like (laughs) me, I write everything down and it's literally just there. Nope. It's literally just bullet points of the stuff I feel like is important. Mine looks like an essay. Yours looks like an outline. Mine looks like an essay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. It's just like I'll cut it out and I'll like write the only stuff that I think is important. But Mm -hmm. then like as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, I remember this part anyways. And then I just go off of the shit that I remember. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. Should mm-hmm. we end this finally? <clears throat> I guess so, because I gotta go read these chapters. You know, <laughs> I gotta go read these I spicy gotta drive chapters. Forty minutes home, and I gotta read this chapter. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. All yeah. right, guys. Alrighty. So we'll see you next time. Yep. I don't know what it's gonna be, but a mystery for all of us. Yeah. Keep you on your toe. Well, definitely our next movie so it'll be Peter Pan. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna push that back to March, which I think is kind of kind of wanted to do it in March anyways, because it's Bridget's birthday month. And Peter Pan is her favorite. I totally forgot my birthday was coming. <laughs> oh, my God. I never forget because it's the month after mine. That's I kind of forget always... about my birthday. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud of it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Keep reading. And keep watching. Bye-bye. Bye.